There you go. I know. Can, can you guys, hear us now? now you, that, that you guys was, hear us? That was a that was, yep, that yep, was a yep, personal yep. problem there. Sorry about that. Yeah, that was that, at that point. I didn't. <laughs> Yikes! Yeesh, what a morning. Uh, yep, I can hear us now. I can hear it. That, that yeah, so was guys, guys, a disaster. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> guys, just so you know, we we we've been trying to use restream going live, and apparently they are down. Yeah. we were kicked out for 20 minutes before we even started this podcast. So yeah. What a disaster it is what it is. I'm sorry, guys. I guess that's the the dangers of doing it live. It is live, guys. This yeah. is live. Yeah, do it live. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing it live. All righty, guys. Yeah. Um, as you know, we are the Bull Bros. Um, I'm Andrew, joined by my two brothers, Kyle and James. What it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Uh, where's yours? Let's where's go. Yours, brother? Oh yeah, actually, where is mine? I got mine right here. I got mine right here. <laughs> It is. Hey guys, hey, and this is uh this is our preseason uh, warm up here. We're going to talk about the Rams and Chargers. Yeah. So uh, we want to do this a little different this time. We want to basically go into what we prepare for about thirty minutes, but throw your questions down below. Yeah. And we're going to get into it after that. So we're going to go through thirty minutes of just our, our prepared, you know, materials, and then we're going to hop into your questions at the last thirty minutes. Okay, guys. So yes. be patient with us. I apologize for the technical difficulties. But we here, guys. We here. We here. We made it. Let's go. We got this. Let's go. Woo! Woo! Let's Intro go. time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So again, we're we're literally gonna do thirty minutes. Throw your questions down below. You got any thoughts you want us to shoot out? Whatever. Let it go. Um, let them rip, and then we'll get to them in the last thirty minutes. So we're gonna try and plan on this being about an hour. Now, just so you guys know, the plan is moving forward. The preseason game. James and I are going to do a halftime show. We're just gonna try and go live. Hopefully, Hopefully. stream works for yeah. us at that time. Yeah, shoot. Um, and then, and then I just we're just gonna talk a little bit about what we see, how the first half goes, what we want to see the second half. Yada yada, and then we're gonna do a uh, game wrap up after the game uh, is completed. Now, where that's gonna be a little odd logistically is Kyle's going to be there in SoFi Stadium, so he'll probably try and join if he can. If he can't, you know, then we won't worry about it too much. Yeah. You know, obviously, no technology. Uh, it can be a little yeah. bit of a pain in the ass for us, and uh, today's a great <laughs> example of that, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. Man, it was getting all stressful back here. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. It was Anyways, super annoying. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're like, what the hell's going on? It kept kicking us out. What a mess. All right. Yeah, it's was frustrating. So guys, let's let's talk about um, the offense first. What do you guys think? So I guess we could start with a few things. I mean, um, what should we expect? I mean, actually, James, why don't we start with you? Yeah. Who are you most excited to see offensively on the preseason, uh, preseason game this week? You know, I mean, first off, it's just exciting to have football back. Um, yes. You know, the, the, yes. the best thing about it is, is like, you know, obviously being in training camp was awesome. Seeing the team live there, seeing them kind of dink and dunk and do their thing. But, you know, dink starting this dunk. podcast this year, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> starting this podcast, um, we, re we really got like, uh, there's a lot more excitement to watch preseason. You oh, know, big generally, time. I don't yeah. really big time. care about preseason. A lot of the times, uh, but it's exciting to be able to have football back because we're really yep. looking at all the players all the yeah. way to the end. Yep. And we're really looking at everybody and it's exciting to be able to see this happen. So 
First off, if I'm going to say anything, I'm just excited to see football back on the field. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Me. Yeah, um, 100%. That's the exciting part. Um, as in um, this team, I mean, the thing is, though, we're still kind of at that point. I don't think there's been any, uh, any updates saying who's not going to play. I'm pretty positive Justin Herbert's not going to play or anything like that. Yeah. So he's probably out. So we're still waiting to see kind of who's going to play, who's not going to play. My assumption is probably the key players are not going to play. Um, so you got to think of the guys like Austin Eckler. You got to think of most of our offensive line. I'm sure wide receivers, Keenan Allen, Williams. I, I would assume Guyton and I would assume Palmer would probably be out there. Um, but I guess for me, like, and I'm thinking of wide receiver side of things. I'm going to start with DeAndre Carter, and I'm excited to yep. see him out there. Yeah. Um, because with camp, he's been having a really, really solid camp. Yeah. The Killer cool camp. thing about it too with, with DeAndre Carter is that he gave a big shot out and he's been working out with Keenan Allen for some years. Big time. And big time. He yep. really watches his route running and he's grows from it. I mean, I'm excited to see him play and I'm excited to see Bandy and Guyton see if Guyton has got any growth with his route running and everything. Um, but bottom line, just to go back to DeAndre Carter and how him giving a shout out to Keenan Allen, that's why we got guys like that on this team. That's why you big need time. those three big guys. Yep. That's why that makes everybody better. And so you can learn off of them and be with them every single day and learn from them. So if very long winded answer here, but it's more <laughs> of like excitement than anything. Um, yeah. But my guy, I want to see DeAndre Carter on field and see what he does with the twos and the threes. Um, so yep. that'll be an exciting guy to take a look at. So yeah. what's your guys' thoughts? Well, so for me, um, I actually, I'm really excited to see, uh, what's his name? Trey Pipkins out there. Um, cause uh, I, oh, Pip. Oh, Pip. Yeah, Pip. Yeah. Big Pip. The big, big Pip. Pip. You know, Pipkins. Pipkins ain't easy. Pipkins ain't easy. You know Pippin what I'm saying? <laughs> like, is that? Because, like, obviously, like, you know, we've talked a lot Pippin's about the right. Pipkins ain't easy. <laughs> we've talked a lot about the right tackle, a right tackle battle a lot, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, this is going to be a big game because, obviously, we saw the depth yeah, chart. It is. And it showed, uh, you know, Storm Norton and Trey Pipkins are as an or right now. As, as far as the rotation yeah. goes. So yeah. I'm actually really excited to see both of them, like him perform here because he may actually get the, the, the lead role. Because honestly, I don't really think that there's – the coach doesn't need many games to know who he wants to have play. Uh, and so – Yeah. And I, I think it's it's really after this game, it's kind of going to be like, all right, well, I can't already know where I want to want to put people and where we're going to have them. Uh, yep. Because uh, yeah, and I, I so I think this is going to be a, a big game for Trey Pip Pipkins for sure. So yep. Pipkins ain't easy. That's right. Pipkins uh, ain't easy. I, I will I will uh, recap what Brandon Staley said when he was asked. I think it was two days ago. He said, "Okay, who's going to be playing this this week?" Basically, he said we're going to play who needs to play. That's it, and that's the conversation. It's not a conversation. Mean, you're, you're not going to see Justin Herbert. You're not going to see Khalil Mack. You're not going to see Joey Bosa. Obviously, we're not going to see Derwin James. He's still yeah. on his holdout. Um, but I think people that he, as um, our, you know, needs are being filled, he is going to play people that are going to be his needs. I, one one that I was thinking about, um, just just oddly, uh, and it doesn't really pertain to the offense, but it's uh, Michael Davis might be playing Gunner on special teams. We're going to talk about that a little later on too. Oh, interesting. But my my point is they're going to be using a lot of these players interoperably just to make sure that they're going to be, you know, able to go and. I really want to know 
from a depth perspective, right? Because we have a lot of running backs. So the one I'm looking forward to is the running back positions. And I know ERB asked a great question about that. All righty, we'll go, go into a little deeper and wider. Um, but I think they're going to get probably fairly equal carries, right? And it looks like, um, from what I can tell, um, Daniels will run the first half and then Stick will run the second half is what is what would be the quarterback play from, from what I've heard. Fairly similar to last year. But I think they're going to spread the ball. They're going to keep the, the defense and offense very vanilla. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. They're not going to be doing any trick plays. Very basic stuff. Um, but I'm excited to see the running back battle because I really do think it – Guys, I'm excited, right? Kelly looks good. Yeah. Roundtree looks good. It really does. You know, Horvath started looking pretty good last week. I started seeing his name, you know, you know, thrown around quite a bit as well too. So, um, but but I'm also excited to see them on special teams because I think that's where they're going to win and lose a spot for this team specifically because of the depth that we have. So, uh, that's the that's the battle I'm kind of looking forward to seeing. You know, and and it, go back on the right tackle battle, which I yep. think everybody's going to look at. You know, I mean, obviously, Trey Pipkin, right, Storm Norton, to kind of those two guys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, Satan, where did that come from? Oh, my God. Yeah, what? We got a Satan emoji down here. You know, what happened there? I'm just using, who, who tapped using in? the, using the uh, like, the voice the, the, the voice side of my of my thing, you know, for well, the, the industry, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you got Pipkins, you got Norton. In the depth chart, it even said Pipkins yep. or Norton. So yep. it's going to be yep. that battle between those two. But – Earlier in the week in training camp, Jamari Sollier did get some snaps at right tackle, too. Oh, yeah. So, once again, yep. that is something that we have to look at. And I think in the chat, there was somebody chatting about it. I think it might have been Herb chatting about it, asking about if Sollier is going to be there. And to be honest, I'm expecting to see him on the right tackle. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the rotate. So, the rotate. The yeah. Rotate. This yep. team really wants not a one trick pony player. They want, they want people that can move around when they need them and yeah. wherever yep. they go. Salyer is going to be a, a left guard for us um, behind Filer, but he's also has a chance to be a right tackle for us too. So yeah, in college, he was a left tackle. He did play, I believe in the right tackle too, for Georgia too. He yep. didn't do too bad. So that's going to be an interesting thing to see that rotational battle. there going there too, and seeing how they do. You know, so I think yeah. that's going to be an exciting um, point to keep an eye out for, too, for this game. You know, it's interesting. Um, I, I had a, I have a friend of mine who went to UCLA and uh, she was chatting with me about, oh, Joshua, you know, how's how's Kelly doing there? And I was like, man, he kind of struggles, you know, I yeah. and but I was talking about him last year. Right. I mean, yeah. it's probably yeah. about a month ago. And um, I've seen a lot of really cool interviews. Guys, I, I'm excited that we have such good depth at the running back position. Yeah, me too. And I, I'm a little nervous because, like, I at this point, I also think they have a very good, um, cohesive um, attitude, mm. right? Josh Kelly specifically was like, "Hey, it's competition. It's all love. You know, we're all trying to make yep. ourselves better. And and if somebody's better than me, then I, then they should start over me, right? And that's totally fine. I'm just trying to be the best version of myself." Roundtree said almost exactly the same thing. Yep. I find that really interesting because it's so easy to get egos and be like, oh, hey, I'm the starting running back, and you got Austin Eckler. But Austin Eckler is such a good guy, such a good team locker room guy. He just wants somebody to take some of the load from him so he doesn't, you know, he can have a long term career, right? I mean, guys, it's a violent sport out there, yep. and yep. we need a guy to step up and and take some some carries away from Eckler. So yep. uh, that'll be interesting for me to see. Well, and even the other side of it too is Xander Horvath, like, and to see how he fits in this whole situation yep. too. It's a big dude, man. 
Yep. Gabe Neighbors and Xander are going to be two dudes that are going to be really battling it out. I mean, yeah. I don't think any team has ever had two fullbacks. But then again, are they going to adjust and put Xander as a running back fullback or something? I don't. Can you even do that? I don't know. Yeah. But like, it'll be interesting to see where he gets involved in this whole thing too. Um, so I, I would say short yardage plays. I could see yep. him being the the muscle guy, just just Absolutely. punching it in. I, they will probably try and use him for that role. I think that's a very smart move for him because again, he was a converted linebacker. He's a big dude. He's like what two forty? He's two fifty, two sixty, something like that. A big dude, man. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he he can run with a little authority. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, my authority. <laughs> it, it was interesting how you brought up about Joshua Kelly and how he's looking in camp so yep. far. I mean. Yep. He does seem like a different guy. And I was reading up a little bit about how he changed kind of his diet. He changed his Big workout regimen and everything, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I remember when he got drafted, one thing he talked a lot about was, oh, man, I just love sugary cereals. And, like, yes. that's his big yes. old thing and everything like that. <laughs> right. And and maybe maybe he changed that up. Maybe changed that diet a bit. What was interesting is that after one of the camps for the Chargers, right. and I've always thought athletes maybe, maybe, are going to be like, hey, man, season's here. I'm going to eat chicken breasts and vegetables for six months or whatever to stay in shape or whatever it is. Like I'm just not going to eat sugars. I'm not going to do any of that outside of that. I'll say Eric Weddle would eat a a gallon of ice cream after every win. So I guess I can't necessarily say they stick to their diet, but that was more of a treat for him. But (laughs) with Joshua Kelly, like being on a diet, possibly, I think he's probably doing a little bit more on that. Sure. But after one of the training camps, uh, I think it was, uh, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, he had a, a chopped cheese truck show up there. And so they were feeding everybody chopped cheeses, which is basically just kind of like a it's a New York style, okay. um, like a sloppy joe, if you want to say. Yeah. Oh. So I was thinking, whoa, they're going to be eating those? Like, I thought everybody was on, you know, strict diets and whatnot. But homeboy's eating some chopped cheeses over here. So anyways... <laughs> The thing is, though, diet makes a huge difference. And so it does. for his wor- workout regimen and everything like that, and maybe that's the big, big change for Joshua Kelly. Maybe he was just pounding Captain Crunch every single night, you know, and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously that's not uh, very healthy, but still, still that's eating, a little bit off topic. But Still eating like a college student, you know, like just like, just yeah, like no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's good, right? And it, and a big part of that, too, is it's, it's helping them become more uh, a cohesive unit as well, too, right? I mean, the, the, the thing that I've learned, too, and I keep watching all these videos – you could tell these guys like being around each other. Yeah. That is huge. That is huge. And, I, and that goes a long way. So, okay. Um, I think that's pretty good. Maybe we should move to defense and then we can wrap up special teams and I, then we'll go I to some of these questions. That, as well. I do think it wouldn't be bad to just chat about quarterback. And the reason why oh, is because sure. – Might as well. Yeah. And, and the reason why I'm thinking about quarterback is um, Chase Daniels, to me, feels like he's been throwing ducks in camp. <laughs> yeah. Big time. He doesn't yep. look like he has a whole heck of a lot of velocity on his nope. arm anymore. Yeah. Um, Easton Stick, to me, I feel like he's been outplaying Chase Daniels. Yes. I understand the importance of Chase Daniels. He's very, very much a a good coach, per se. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of field time by any means, other than through nope. camp and a couple games in his resume. But Easton, I've always felt like he's got the juice. He's got something yeah. there. He's got <laughs> something right. extra. Yes. And so um, – even in the depth chart, it actually put Easton Stick or Chase Daniels or Chase Daniels Easton Stick. I think might have been the way it was. Yeah. Um. So there is like a tie for two, and right. so that means to me, 
they're only going to carry two of these quarterbacks. Like, hypothetically, let's say the Chargers say, hey, man, Chase, we're not going to keep you, but guess what? We want you to be our quarterback coach or a quarterback assistant coach to right. be able to keep working with Herbert kind of thing. So I don't know. That's something that I just thought about possibly could happen. I don't know, but that's something I'm really going to look at. What is Chase Daniels arm going to be like during game? Is he going to take it up a level or is he going to be kind of what we've been seeing in camp kind of thing? So, yeah, yeah, he's, I he's got the juice. Want to look at. He's got the juice for sure. Right. And I, I've always liked him um, as a, you know, as a player, um, but he hasn't been given an opportunity to really do anything. Right. I mean, th this yeah. is pretty much his season. He plays a couple games here and there. Right. So, and that's kind of a bummer, but uh, but it is what it is. So, um, yeah. and I'm curious to see. I haven't seen anybody talk about Brandon Peters playing, right? Ben, Brandon Peters is our other guy from Illinois yep. um, that could play. I I would assume he would, but I kind of get the impression he might not, just because I think they want to. To your point, James, I think they want to evaluate whether or not Chase is number two or number three, and then kind of decide you know who that is. And I think maybe the next game we'll see a lot of Brandon Peters. Yep. And again, guys, you know to back up. This is undrafted free agents and players that are probably not going to be starters, an opportunity to show that they got some juice and moxie, and other teams can pick them up. This is their interview at this point. They've gone through camp. They know our system, and now they have to decide, okay, I'm going to go out there and perform and show my best and go from there. Now, I will say this, um, and I wanted to bring this up before, and I completely forgot this. Um, I don't know if you've seen, there's already been some injuries. Zach Wilson got hurt. He's out two to four weeks. Yeah. Um and I've been seeing, I've been, I, by the way, I have watched so many preseason games. I just keep going back and forth and I'm watching, yep. I'm watching. Um, but I will say this, I, some of these teams are playing starters and I'm like, man, your it's first preseason game. And I'm like, why terrible, are you doing that? Terrible you know? choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tyrod Taylor looked pretty good uh, in New York. I thought he looked pretty good. Malik Willis looked really good. It was really interesting yeah. to see all that, you know, so, but I don't Ty understand Tyler the point of playing it. The Ravens looked really good. Huntley looked too. really good. Yep. He looked really good. So, um, you know, it's it's interesting seeing how that is. I really think, though, we're not going to see a lot of our starters. This is going to be mostly, mm -hmm. you know, running back battle, right tackle battle. They might rotate, you know, DeAndre Carter in a little bit. I mean, I, I think they might go kind of light with him. They, they might use Bandy and some of these other guys that we got just to see yeah. what they can do. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't expect a ton of offense, but, you know, I'm kind of curious to see how the defense plays out as well, too. So, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's an interesting thing. And it was also um, Drake London ended up having a knee injury, too, for the Falcons. Yep. yep. So big, big rookie pickup. Yeah. Big man. And I mean, I was yeah, pretty, USC, pretty that big guy's on that huge. guy. That guy's He's great. Stud. He's a stud. Yeah. And so I to me, it's, it's a very interesting thing that players are out there. Like, I could understand with the Jaguars, like they got, you know, new new coach over there, new system. I could understand, give them some reps, kind of all that kind of stuff. But Dude, you're taking risks way too early in the season, man. And you, you, and this isn't even like these games are essentially just practice on on a, on TV. You know, like these aren't these don't mean a whole lot. It only means a lot for the players that are playing on the field. And I don't think that a starter, <laughs> you don't put your starters on preseason game one with the potential to be able to get injured for your entire season. Your season's 100%. done. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give you guys a little look. bit of a tip. Like if we don't see Isaiah Spiller out there and Austin Eckler, that's our number one, number two. Yeah. Period. Yep. Like 100%. I think that's it. So, so just, just see who's not on the field and that's probably start week one. Yep. Right. 
So, so it, and again, the other two running backs we did not talk about is Letty Brown and Kevin Marks. I think we could see them as well too. They're both undrafted free agents. Again, Brandon Staley likes to see these guys and they want to see what they can do. So again, guys, just across the board on these games, if you're not seeing a starter out there, it's a good chance they're going to start week one. And yep. it'll give us a good idea. Like if we don't see Austin Eckler and Isaiah Spiller, then Isaiah Spiller is probably running back too. So yep. just know that's going to be how it is. Um, okay. Moving forward, let's go to the defense. And then yep. uh, we'll go into some of these questions here. Sweet. So uh, you did bring up Mike Davis, um, James. And uh, I thought that was a really interesting uh, interview about how he uh, he didn't he didn't have his mind in the right place last season. That's why he had yeah. such an off year. Um, again, you know, Mike Davis, he had some problems at BYU um, his senior year. He was actually benched and it was really an interesting thing to see. But look, you cannot let your personal life get in front of your personal you know, career. Right. And so. It's interesting that he opened up on that and had that conversation. So I'm really curious to see what he does this year too. So um, anyhow, that was, that was kind of where I wanted to start with on the cornerback, but I thought that was really interesting to be so vulnerable about some of, you know, your shortcomings as a person. You know, it's good to be able to see him talk about it. You know, it's, it's to be able to get past it. I think you got to speak about it and talk about it and know where your head was at. And I think with Michael yep. Davis, it's, it's an interesting situation with him because he seems like he's sitting at cornerback four now. Um, you know, with, uh, you know, us, yep. JC Jackson, you got, uh, Sante Samuel Jr. And then you also got, um, uh, what's his face? Um, Callahan, um, Callahan basically yep. in the slot. So, you know, it's kind of crazy to think about we're paying a guy a good amount of money, seven mil to basically be a cornerback for, but you know, utilize them wherever you can. I mean, like you were talking about too, putting them in the gunner and such like that too, yep. you know, utilizing them in different ways. And so they're also talking about putting him as a safety as well too. put him back there yeah. with JT Woods or Nas Adderley, um, different right. packages, and then let Derwin kind of move around. So right. yeah. um, you're going to see, you're going to see some severe rotations of all of these players. I think every single one of these players on both sides of the ball that are not already a day one starter, they will be out there uh, hitting fools and, and going down the road. Um, yep. Absolutely. And the one thing that's interesting about Michael Davis too, and like I and I don't I don't know this is a very hypothetical situation with him, but you know, if <laughs> you know the the rumors of like Roquan Smith getting traded from the uh, Bears and everything like that, yeah, like ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous to be able to see that. But I mean, the Bears are definitely imploding. I, you know, the thing is though, it's interesting about the coach over there. That's there. He came from the Colts. I was pretty high on him, and I thought that he was going to be a pretty good dude. Yeah, Matt Eberflus. And he had a really yep. good defense over there at um, yep. at uh, with the Colts and such. And I was thinking, man, this guy's going to be a stud. But man, whatever's happening over there, it is just a lot going on there. You're getting rid of Khalil Mack. You know, you're looking at, you know, possibly getting rid of rid of Roquan Smith. I mean, there was chat about even one of their other defensive linemen who's really, really good too. And I don't know. There was this hypothetical thought, like, what if? What if Michael Davis is really not his head is not really in the game and he's getting outplayed by like say Dean Leonard, Tim on Campbell, or just Sir Taylor? Just Sir Taylor. Just Sir Taylor. Like, exactly. 100%. What's not to say like what if what if what if we say okay hey Bears we'll package Michael Davis for you with a fifth round and a fourth round pick or something? Oh, that might, that, was, that just might be a straight up trade, dude. I I, I, I mean I, who knows? I can see that just be a straight up trade. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about it is that takes off if they take the salary, which they took some of the salary from the Khalil Mack trade too. Yep, for sure. What if they 
push over $7 million over to him. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of opens up potentially to do something with Raquan Smith, which we have two contracts coming up with Herbert. And obviously Derwin seems to be the, 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 the one in focus right now. Yep. I mean, is it going to be a one year situation for him? We don't anticipate that, but I'm sure with Smith, he probably thinks, Hey man, I want to be on a, a team that's going to win. Yeah. You know, absolutely. bottom line. And absolutely. so I think he's in a good situation if he came over here. I don't know. I don't know. Just a weird thought. Yeah, I mean, you could even think about Kenneth Murray too, as if we're not too high on him too, about a, as a trade ship. So, right. just something to think about. But that's something I'm really going to be watching. How does Michael Davis do? Because yep. if Dean Leonard outplays him or Tevon Campbell, which we're all not very high on him. Yeah, yeah um, but 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 his his, his name is his. A lot of people are hyped on him. He's doing a lot better this year. Yeah, yeah, and so. So again, we'll probably won't see a lot of Mike. Actually, I would I would say this: we'll probably see Michael Davis more um, as a safety and potentially for special teams yeah, and yeah. some of the gun position type stuff. Uh, I think I think if they are thinking about moving him around, um, they they'll be like, all right, let's make sure he doesn't stay out there and have the potential to get hurt. He'll just have a few plays here and there. How does he do as a gunner? How does he do as you know a safety potentially? But the thing is, Michael Davis is an athlete, right? But he's got to yep. get his head right. That's that's ninety percent of this game, and I think it was it was either Roundtree or or um, Kelly who started talking about that. Ninety percent of this game is mental, yep. and so I think I think Joshua Kelly also was very open about that too. But I'm excited to see Jaser Taylor. I think we see a lot of Jaser Taylor. I think we'll probably see a lot of Tavon Campbell. Yep. Um, I think that's what we'll see a lot in the cornerbacks. But I guess um, safety wise, though. I think we're going to see a lot of JT Woods. I don't. I. I. I Webb is out still, isn't he? He's still out, isn't he? At this point, uh, I'm not. 100% no, I think, sure I think on he's that. back in now. Uh, think, is he? I think yeah, because I remember on Twitter. He probably will not play, in my opinion. I will think that. I think Gilman and Woods will probably be the most most likely to play, and some of the undrafted free agents that we have as well, too. But you yep. can see what happens safety safety wise moving forward for this game specifically. So. Man, I- I would have loved to be able to see Webb out there just because you're hearing a lot of the notes of him, you know, yes. fluctuating in a lot of positions and yeah, he's yeah, definitely yeah. not being a one trick pony. And, right. you know, I think, I think Brandon Staley really likes um, Mark Webb a lot. And he's, oh, really he's, he's, he's high on him. He's high on him. And so I, I'm excited. I would love to see if he actually does get on the field. Uh, it would be interesting to see JT Woods, if he's really going to be that third round talent kind of guy. Cause I feel like in maybe me or maybe I missed some notes, but I feel like I haven't had a huge amount of like positive stuff from JT Woods yeah. so far. So, no, so they, oh, they, yeah. they did talk about they, that they, on, uh, he has not uh, been a huge focus at all. Um, at all this, this off season seems like it, or not at least the right. camp. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so Joe, Joe Lombardi talked quite a bit about that. He said that the problem with him was that when he was at Baylor, he would go run track and then he'd play football and then he'd go run track and then he played football. So he's just kind of a little all over the map. And, and when you come down to the NFL, NFL is a lot more yeah. uh, difficult to run than college football. Right. So um, in college football, he could just use his abilities to be successful. Now he's got to focus on one sport and that's football. Yeah. Um, and so he just, he just kind of hasn't had that ability. I think he's a little bit shell shocked, but the talent's there though. So yeah, um, I think up to this point, he probably is going to be not a starter. Um, I think it'll definitely be some of the other folks as safety as being a starter, of course. But, you know, we'll see. They'll probably rotate him in and out here and there. But, uh, you know, certain situations. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah. I'm hoping he's out there because I think this this will give him an opportunity to go live and show what he can do. Right. So, you know, who knows? 
let's see what happens. Um, you know, and just one other part part that you could throw out there too. And I know within the notes and everything, we didn't talk too much about it. But interior defensive lineman is definitely. Yeah, I'm excited to see that oh, yeah. too. I, I know another. You guys, a lot of people talking about Fajoko and, and yep. Covington and Gaziano. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be solid. We're going to see a lot of those guys. I think we'll see a lot of those guys. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of those guys. I'm excited to see uh, Tito seeing uh, Obonia. Tito. Oh, Tito. Tito. To Obonia. Tito. Obonia. <laughs> Obonia. Obonia. Yeah, Obonia. I'm excited to see him and see what he could do and, and the work that he could do. So I, it's interesting because in, in the depth chart that they released this week, they put Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, and Jerry Tillery as starters. I thought that and was interesting too. Yeah. I thought that was really, really interesting to see that Tillery's name is being talked about that way. So, but bottom line, what I want to see is run defense. Yes. Let's stop them, please. Let's just, even if we don't have our starters out there, just let's see them stop these running backs. Let's stop these stupid five, six yard runs all the time on first down. Like, that is not good for a defense to do something like that. So once again, I want to see that happen. Please stop the run. Like, yes. please. Yes. <laughs> like, I want to bring back at the, the chant. minimum. Bring back that please. chant. You can't run. Yeah, you yeah can't and I think um, one thing you'll see too, uh, typically these preseason games, I've been noticing it's pretty much 50-50, pass and run, pass and run, pass and run, because they're not really – nobody cares if you win, right? Yeah. Um, it only boils down to game one, but they're right. They're going to, they're all right. How, how's our running team? You know, how's our run blocking? How's our pass blocking? Um, and they're, and they're really, I mean, they're obviously looking at situational situations, uh, you know, third, third and long, third and short, whatever. But, but my point is I, we will get a very good understanding of where we stack with run defense, just with these preseason games. Cause you're going to see a lot of running, a lot of first down, a lot of second down runs, and then a pass first down, second down runs pass. Very vanilla, very vanilla. So, Bohoko, Covington, Gaziano. I think there's going to be a lot of rotations around those guys. Um, we'll probably see a lot of rump on the edge, I would assume. Um, I don't know. I, it's going to be exciting, guys. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to see what we see on uh, <laughs> in, in that regard. So I'm excited. Yep, it's going to be good. I, I mean, in one other part with even the defense, like the sets that they're going to put out there too, 5-1-5, if they're going to do that, I'm interested to see how that kind of pans out too kind of just seeing how the defensive sets look around all around. Um, so that's something to really keep an eye on too. Um, yeah, for sure. Team, let's see for if sure. there's going to be a lot of just one linebacker set, sets out there. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. So yeah, we'll probably see some Carlo Kemp. Yeah, we'll see some Carlo Kemp out there as well. I would yep. assume the guy that we got, uh, the, the old pickup, I think he'll be out there. I mean, you know, it'll be interesting guys. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm curious uh, you know, we got this guy, Ty Shelby from Louisiana Monroe. I haven't heard a whole lot about him, but, um, you know, guys, this is their opportunity, right? We, you know, yep. we don't interview for jobs like they do, right? They're out there right now showing what they can do. This is their job interview, right? And they have to prove that they can, you know, they belong in the league and this is a big yep. part of it. So yeah, very interesting. Yep. Um, any other thoughts on defense? Should we move to special teams? What are we thoughts here? Bros? Yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah, pretty good. And yeah, well, let's 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 wrap up with special teams, and then we'll go to your, some of your questions, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I'm excited to see J.K. Scott, right? Yeah. Little little some punting. Um, you know there there was some there was some discussion that the hang time on some of his punts were five seconds. That's pretty That's good. That's crazy. You, That's awesome. Do you realize how good that is? Because it, it allows your coverage to go all the way down the field and stop that return. And 
we talk about flipping the field. Ty Long wasn't that guy. He didn't have a whole lot of hang time. But if we can get J.K. Scott to have five-second punts, oh, my gosh, that's absolutely amazing. And obviously, we've got to kick field goals as well, too. So I'm really curious to see that. So yep. I'm excited. And Fiken is putting a lot of effort into making it not just, oh, it's special teams. No, special teams is special. You need to focus on it yeah. and, and think about the strategy. So I think they're going to use a lot of people in rotation on special teams. Uh, gap, you know, soundness, you know, how people are handling you know, going down and covering their lanes. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited to see that. So what are you guys' thoughts on special teams? Well, you know, truth is there's a ton of uh, hidden yardage in special teams. Big time. That actually yeah. really can make a difference in the game. So Oh, big uh, time. Yeah, so, like, I think that's just it. Like, the the interesting thing, I was listening to Chargers Weekly. They were talking about this where it said that, uh, I mean, you can't really practice special teams plays very well in camp because you're not – like running like full speed like, down the field and trying to hit each other, you know, but like, you know, in the preseason, that's when you, you got it, you know? So like the preseason is yep. actually really good practice for special teams for, throughout the season. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and this is where you kind of, like Andy was saying, it's just, this is where we find out who's going to really fit the, fit the mold and fit what they want. So and that's one thing that's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, it's when everybody could go full speed and hit somebody. You know, yep. I think yep. there's a lot of bit, yep. big itch in camp because you don't want to hurt your own teammates. And so now you're like, I could finally hit somebody. And what's yeah. better to be able to hit the Rams right now and kind of knock them out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, they keep talking about this rivalry in L.A. And, and uh, all the players, they just they don't give it. They don't give any rivalry conversations like, oh, yeah, whatever. No big deal. You know, well, hey, they won a Super Bowl. What do you think? You know, and yeah. you guys should be upset. And and all these Charger players just like, yeah, whatever. It is what it is, man. You know, yep. Uh, yep. We share we share a stadium with them. There's no extra pressure. And. That's right. I think that's the right answer. You know, you don't want yeah. to start having a conversation around rivalry and whatnot, right? And and bottom line, this game is is you know, see what you yep. can do, right? Get out there right. and hit some folks and make it happen. That's right. One thing with uh, special teams too that I'm interested to see because I kept reading a lot of notes about uh, kicking field goals and there's a, a lot of issues of 50 plus like yep. yard field goals. So I'm interested to see how Dustin Hopkins and James McCourt actually do. Yep. For their field yep. goal kicking too. So, yep. and I, and once again, you know, uh, bolt up, uh, don't kick field goals. Let's do that. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you if you got a 50 yard field goal, let's just throw the ball somewhere else. Let's just say hey, whatever. Like, so, but it'll be interesting to see if they try it out during the game. Um, you know, we don't, we don't bolt up, don't punt, but let's bolt up. Don't kick 50 yard field goals. Let's yeah. just go for it on fourth. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if that is a strategy too, um, if they're just going to not try 50 plus yard field goals. Now that's a tough thing because there could be a point in time and say we're in the Super Bowl, we need to kick a 55 yard field goal to win it all. Like you, you got to be ready for that. And for sure. Um, but that's once again we're we're on only preseason week one kind of things. <laughs> like yeah. it's early yeah. and this is when you can make mistakes and then yeah, correct exactly. them later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It'll be interesting to see too. We got Josh Harris. He's he's one of the best long snappers in the game, right? Yep. He's, you know, I again because again, and a lot of people think, wow, it's just the kicker's fault. Well, not really. I mean, sometimes it's the 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 snapper not getting the ball to the the holder very well. The holder doesn't hold the ball correctly, laces out. Y'all know the whole story, right? So yep. it's something to think about, right? It's not just the kicker. I mean, yes, the kicker's the one actually kicking the ball off, the, you know, his foot, but. 
hey, look, it's there's a lot that goes into it, right? The protection and and everything. So anyhow, yep, so it, it's something to think about. Um, all right, so I guess we can go to questions here. So let's uh, let's move that direction. I know um, I think ERB's question was the first one we saw. Yeah. And again, typically, guys, just so you know, we are on all of the media platforms. We're on the Facebooks. We're on the Twitters. We the tweets, the Twitter tweets. You know, we're on everything. So it's a little interesting because we were seeing all kinds of different um, chats going on on our end. But um, but yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about ERB. How does the offensive line rotation go? How many carries do each of the running backs, fullbacks get? Uh, will we see an explosion from guys like DeAndre Carter, Joe Reed? Um, you know, I will say this. The offensive line, I know a lot of people talk about Hymas and some of these other folks. I think they're going to start moving people all over the field. I think you're going to see people on the right side. You're going to see people on the left. There's going to be a lot of rotation. Um, how it goes, to be honest with you, that's a good question. I don't really know that there's really going to be a set plan. Well, I'm sure there is a set plan, but at least nothing that I've heard at this point. But I do think they're going to try and move people around up and down the line across the board. Obviously, Slater's not playing. Our starters are not going to play. Really, the only one that we have to figure out would probably be our right tackle. But that's one position on the entire line. So we're going to see all the backups in there quite yeah. a bit. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw – you know, a whole new line come in and then they play a series and then a whole new line come in again. Um, and then they play a series and they start rotating people around that line. But that line individually plays a series um, that they're going out because they want to, they want to develop cohesity and the yep. way that they would, would manage. At least that's the way I've seen them do it in the past. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I don't even oh, think, we, I don't even think we have that many, uh, offensive lineman itself though we got we got three centers and we got one two three four five six seven guards and five tackles so i mean we're, we're not going to see like a whole lot of rotation like that um i mean i think if anything maybe like the first half we'll see uh, certain people out there second half we'll see other people that's about it though you know yeah, Slater's not going to play for sure. Storm Norton, Trey Pipkin's got to figure it out between each other. I don't know who's going to be one, who's going to be two. I mean, he, even when we were in training camp, um, Trey Pipkins was playing with uh, Zion, which once yep. again, it'll be interesting to see if Zion is actually going to be yeah. uh, playing in this I, game. I'm which curious I, to see if he'll, he'll even be there at all. Yeah, I would be interested to see how that goes and if he's going to pair him with Trey Pipkins. Yep. So yeah. that's when I was watching them do an individual workouts. It was Storm Norton with... Um, Brandon Hymas, and then it was Trey Pipkins with Zion Johnson. I mean, you would assume in first-round pick, he's going to be a starter uh, with Zion Johnson. So it'll be interesting to see where this all kind of comes together for them. Um, you know, even Foster Sorrell as left tackle, Zach Bailey as a left tackle, right tackle. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Um, but, yeah, Salier is an interesting one, and we've chatted about it already. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. Well, let's see if he goes to a left guard, and then he gets shifted over to the right tackle for some reason. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Um, This—that's the thing. The beauty of preseason is see where they can fit, see how they do against the competition. And this is like real, like, you know, competition at this point. People wanting to hit you, and people want to make a, a statement. So this is like a real game for these guys to be able to show what they could do. So. Yeah, um, there's it's it's very hard to know what the rotations are going to be, but they're going to shift people around, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Based on what well, we're and because and, and, you have more value if you only play one yeah. position. Let's let's say you play guard. I am only a guard and I only play right guard. OK, that's less value than if you could play right tackle, left tackle and maybe right guard. Right. You just don't play center, you know, so 
Um, I think they want to to rotate all these people through all these different positions to see who does what well and who can be a backup and who's not a one trick pony. So I think that's that's going to be interesting. Um, how many carries running backs, fullbacks get? Well, that's a great question. I think I think it's going to be a running back by committee, right? I I predict we're probably not going to see a lot of. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if we're going to see a lot of Spiller. I really don't know that we will. I think he may they may sit him, but who knows? Um, but I do think we'll see some Josh Kelly. I think they'll definitely see some Roundtree, um, and we're going to probably see a lot of our fullbacks uh, for sure. I think I think they're going to be getting a lot of carries, so I'm excited to see that. And then DeAndre Carter, Joe Reed. I think we might see more Joe Reed than DeAndre Carter. I don't know that he's going to be out there a whole lot. Yeah. Um, I could see Joe Reed and some of these other backups out there quite a bit. I think we're going to see a heavy dose of our scrubs and undrafted free agents across the board. Yep. I just really think that's how it's going to be. But I could be wrong, too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There ain't it, no scrubs on our team, though, man. We got depth. I know. We got depth. That's my point. <laughs> that's my point. I mean, a bit, but that, but that's exactly it, right? I mean, again, going back to what Brandon Staley always said, we're going to play people that need to play. That yep. maybe they're not figuring something out. Maybe they don't haven't shown enough in camp. We haven't seen them be successful or consistent. We need to see more. So, yep. yep. You know, in, in kind of talking a little bit about like with. Uh, you know, DeAndre Carter, Joe Reed is actually listed as like a kick returner and such too. But they also yep. listed just Sir Taylor. And I yep, want to say Taylor, yep. when, when I when I looked at his college highlights, he actually ran back a couple for touchdowns too. So I'm I'm gonna predict just Sir Taylor runs one to the house. He's gonna find Dude, a I, way ooh. later in the game. He's gonna run. He's gonna run run back to the house. Um. So I think that's what's gonna happen too. But mind you, I know we're chatting about from running backs to whatnot, but that's the thing about this depth and what Kyle was saying is that we have so much depth through this team. And I think we have so much uh, good layers of players throughout that are going to be able to make statements. And for some reason, I'm getting a vibe that just her Taylor is going to run one back to the house. So um, he's looking good in camp. So is D, uh, yep. Dean Leonard. Dean Leonard's looking really good too. So Dean Leonard, I'm excited to see him on the field. It, it still uh, throws me off that he's wearing 33 and it's yeah, like, it does. Is that Derwin? Yeah. He's out there. Is that, is that DJ? <laughs> what's happening here? Is that happening? Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, some of our tight ends are. I think. I think we're going to rotate quite a few of our tight ends as well too. So I know there was some yep. discussions around that as well. I know. Um, trying to blank on the guy's name. The, he's got a really long last name. Um. Anyhow. Eric, so. Chrome. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever name. Cro, cro, so yeah. So it's Hunter, Camp and Moyer, and Eric, Cronin Hoink. Crump and Hoink. Crump and Hoink. Say that a hundred times over. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> So, anyways, but my point is on a jersey, you know. Yeah, I know you, you can't even fit. It's, it's got like bend all the way around, like all the way to the sides. <laughs> it's like Klein saucer from back. Yeah, in the exactly, days, exactly, you know? exactly. Oh, I love that. Holy. <laughs> no, but but it'll be interesting to see though. I I, I really do think though we're going to see a lot of Horvath. We're going to see a lot of those guys running the yeah. ball. And 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 how are we going to do on pass rushing and pass you know opening gaps so on and so forth? Right. I think again a lot of backups are going to be out there for the most part. Yeah. Right. So I'm kind of excited. Um, in fact, I'd probably see more, you, you might even see more running than throwing because Chase Daniels hasn't been great throwing the ball either. Right. He's not been good. Easton stick to your point, James has been way better. He's looked way better in, in camp. So interesting. Um, you know, in the amount okay, of like so touches I you, that I think these running backs are to go, I, I anticipate a total 25, 30 touches for these running backs in some yeah. level. So, that's kind of where my anticipation is that I think they'll just 
with and that'll also be within fullbacks too with Xander too. So that's kind of my anticipation of where they're going to have in the world. It, it'll be interesting to see if they run a lot of I formation as well too with yep. a fullback and also a running back. I'm really curious to sense. see if they do that. You know, some of the some of the better years with LT. We're an LT jersey right here, baby. Uh, yeah, you know, with Lorenzo Neal, right? Lorenzo Neal was just opening holes for him, right? So it'd be very interesting to see if we go back to that sort of formula, um, a little more eye formation. Um, you know, because, dude, Xander's a big guy, man. I, I like him, you know, a little bit better than Gabe Neighbors, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, yep. Uh, okay, JT Woods. Um, ERB talked about JT Woods as well, too. And then a lot of people keep talking about Fajoko, man. I, Again, I really think we're going to see a pretty solid rotation out there on the defensive line, right? It's just going to be anybody and everybody. And, and again, I think it will be a rotation. They'll say, okay, series, you guys go out here. And they might have two different sets that they want to have. And then maybe second half, they'll flip it around. Okay, Boko, we want you on the right side. You know, uh, you know, maybe, maybe even Pipkins, or not Pipkins, what am I saying? Uh, Tillery, if yep. he does play. You know, I think they might rotate some people. I wouldn't be surprised if they put Tillery out there as well, just because um, I don't know that they're convinced with him yet at this point, right? I think I think um, I think they feel like they can probably go without him, but it'd be interesting to see if he's even out there at all, um, yeah. or if they play him. You know, all right, but you got to show me more because again, remember what Staley said: who needs to play, yep. who needs to prove that they deserve a spot, and yeah. that's the conversation. The whole point of this is who is going to deserve a spot, and. We've talked about this. I don't know, man. I don't know yeah. that Tillery's got a spot, right? I, I kind of feel like he might not have a spot. So I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we've chatted about Tillery, and he could be that one so of those trade-off guys. Um, yep. You know, he could be that dude. I mean, he's got heat coming behind him because he's got Morgan Fox, Covington, yep. um, Otito, Obonia. I mean, Fajoko. There's dudes that would love to take his position. And so, I mean, it's pretty solid to say with Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson, seems like they got their spots locked. And it would be interesting to see if they do even get a couple snaps. Um, but with with Jerry, I mean, it's I think he has to prove it. So I think he's going to have to be out there. Um, now, once again, if we start, <laughs> it would be interesting to see if he does go out there and just to see how the run game goes against him being on the field with, say, Morgan Fox and Covington as the other guys that took day uh, right. J- Sebastian Joseph day and Austin Johnson. Yeah. See how that run game works and see if teams just pin on Jerry Tillery the whole entire Big time. time. So, time. <laughs> let's, well, that's what they did last year. They goes. just ran the ball his direction every time. Yeah. Like he, he was, it's funny. I, I was watching a guy break down the way he plays and, and he was like, cause technically a Brandon Staley's defense, you run basically gap and a half or two gaps. So you basically cover two if you're a defensive lineman, you you need to cover two gaps, meaning if the ball's coming this way, you got to play the guy in front of you, and then you got to cover this gap because you think yep. the ball's going this direction, right? And the whole point is just jamming those gaps, right? And Tillery, dude, he was just moved around like a rag doll. It was so easy, and everyone knew that. They just knew push him to the side, and so that's why I like to call him speed bump, right? So, um, <laughs> yep. Again, he's got to prove it. So th- that's kind of why I'm saying a potential starter may be out there. And that's a bit of a slap in the face for him as well. Hey, buddy, you want a spot? You better show us something. Yeah. And this is a preseason game, you know. So, I'm, guys, this this is all how it's going to play out, right? I mean, right. This, and by the way, this is why this has been so much more interesting for me. Because, okay, who's really going to play? Because that's going to tell us a lot about who we see day one uh, for the Chargers. So I'm excited yep. to see that. For sure. 
it's going to be interesting to see, you know. And the thing is, though, when it gets to the point of all these cuts in the team, yeah, there's going to be a lot of hard cuts. And, I mean, we've chatted a, lot of a hard little cuts. bit. Yep. We've chatted a little bit about, uh, you know, even to say Christian Covington, if he doesn't basically work out. Like, yeah. I mean, he's only a million-dollar base salary or something like that. So that's that's kind of a drop in the bucket, per se. But, you know, he does have experience in this defense, and this is year two with him. So if he outplays Tillery, I mean, that's where that whole thing comes around, where it's like, well, we might be able to let go t- Jerry and, and trade him off somewhere else. So, um who knows? I mean, that's what that's where we figure out who's who and who's the right guy for the right position uh, yep. on this team. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. And ERB's got another question here. Forrest Mauer uh, and Fajoko, if they destroy tonight in the preseason, do we finally see Covington not make the roster? Could yeah. happen, man. Could Look, happen. it's it's going to be some tough, tough calls. I mean, bottom line, guys, like. I mean, look, look at our edge rushers, right? You're probably going to see Jamal Davis, Chris Rumpf. Um, you're going to see, yep. you're going to see a lot of the backup guys out there. You, I, I, yeah. you're not going to see KVN. You're not going to see, you know, any of our major starters. Any of our major players are not going to be out there. Um, yeah. But those guys are going to have the opportunity to to show what they can do, right? Because, 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 look, at the end of the day, what if we have to let a Forrest Merrill go or a Covington or a Gaziano? At least they can look back at some footage and say, okay, this is what he did in this preseason game. He did this very well. And and then they can maybe get a spot somewhere else, right? So I think that's very important. Yep. Um, okay, I'm trying to think of any other questions here we should talk about. Um, I know. William, William Watkins basically said, is Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton, are they still speed bumps? Yeah. <laughs> so true. So, so we got a speed bump. Over here on the defensive side, and then we got a speed bump on the right side. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's an interesting thing because um, to me, like, I, 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 we always go back to that Raider game, but I mean, just Storm Norton was gassed, and I always said, like, if he I was, was a gassed. coach, if he was, if he's looking gassed, what do you do? You rotate somebody in, and that's what I would have done. I, I, don't I don't know, know why they didn't throw Trey Pipkins in for that situation. Yep. I get it, the cohesiveness of the offensive line. I get it. But when a player is gassed, dude, give him a break. Yeah. Like, you have a guy sitting here just kind of hanging out, waiting to, for his chance. Give him a chance. Like, yeah. But either way, I think Trey Pipkins is a better position guy, in my opinion. I think he's got a different mindset here. But this is this is the right tackle battle here. So yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. Kind of where it goes and what it does. And and then, once again, I mean, Jamari Salier, if he comes out and he actually does really well. Maybe they start thinking, hey, maybe this guy could be a left uh, guard and also a right tackle for us. And he's playing so. nasty, like dude. He should he should have gone way earlier in the draft too. By the way, guys, you know that. And he was pissed that he he fell as far. Would he go to the fifth round or something like that? He went yeah. way down. Yeah. Yep. And um and I remember he you know when he he got interviews like man I'm I'm a little upset right like we we got pushed I got pushed way down the list. And again, so it, it's nothing against him, but at the end of the day, right? Sometimes. Yeah. Needs for teams aren't there. They don't align. And, and you know, so you, you can fall down the list, right? That's just how it is. Um, uh, there was there was another thought here somebody was talking about. Um, yeah, you guys keep talking about artillery. I will say this. I still think he could get moved, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I've said this a million times. Um, part of what makes preseason a good thing is that it gives players an opportunity to play and show what they can do. You're already starting to see injuries pile up on other teams. Guess what? Oh, my God. Our big stud defensive tackles out. Who can we yep. go get? That's when yep. Tillery's value starts moving up the list, yep. right? So so understand that 
depending on how other teams preseason shake out and injuries start occurring, you go from there. I, I, you know, in my video, I talked specifically, he could go to the Browns. They looked pretty good in preseason. I was kind of surprised. Their, their, their defensive line looked pretty sharp. I was like, dang, they look, they look like they got a purpose out there. So I was kind of impressed. But again, um, I mean, look at Zach Wilson. He's out. I mean, look at uh, Deshaun Watson. We don't even know if that guy's going to play a single game this next year for the Browns. Yeah. And they're now talking about, oh, well, let's go get Jimmy Garoppolo so we can actually have a quarterback for the season, right? So okay. this is how things like that play out, right? So, again, they're going to be moves, but they will be moves a little bit later on. And, uh, you know, we'll kind of see how that plays out. So very interesting. Well, even to say with Jimmy G and say the Jets, you, you got to think, Zach Wilson hasn't <laughs> had one full, like, healthy season so far being in oh. the league. And nope. so he's already injured. So you got Tyrod Taylor as a backup, which ironically would be kind of interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that guy goes to every team and always gets his job taken away. That he's going to be the starter. Yeah, he's yeah. And then forever somebody else takes bridge, it away. Forever a bridge oh. uh, quarterback, you know. Oh, and then that bridge gets broken all of a sudden when he's there too. And <laughs> yep. so it, but it would be interesting for the Jets. To, and this is once again off topic. But what if the Jets did go after Jimmy G? That's where they could go after. The, the Niners could, let's say, they could get a third-round pick for him yep. or something like that. Yep, That's where yep. his value increases at that point. Um, and once again, I, and with with now knowing who's going to be the quarterback there at the Niners, they don't need Jimmy G, but that's why they hold players like that. Yeah, they could. Somebody goes down, somebody's going to be able to say, hey, cool, Let's. I need to get Jimmy G. You want a third-round pick? Yeah, done. Here you go. See ya. Done deal. Kind of thing. And that's that's what Niners are waiting on. And so I wouldn't be surprised if you hear some some notes about the Jets kind of thinking about Jimmy G. I wouldn't be surprised even if also the Browns also look at Jimmy G too. So um, if- I, I can see that. Well, and and I'll tell you what, Tyra Taylor looked pretty good way over Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones seems like yep. a train wreck to me. <laughs> I, I was, I was watching, uh, there was a big fight at the Giants camp too, as well, too, guys. I don't know if you yeah. guys saw that. Actually, yeah. there was it was a huge fight. Fights. Yeah, it was like three Yeah, it was fights. crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is going on over there? Yeah, yeah. And Daniel Jones, the train wreck, can't even throw the ball. Tyrod Taylor looked pretty good out there. I was kind of yeah. blown away. I'm like, you know, there's, and I was reading a couple of articles this morning that was saying, hey, you know, maybe they should start uh, Tyrod Taylor over Jones. I, I think that's a great idea. Jones is like a turd, terrible. man. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's horrible. Yeah. And, uh, Anyways, um, no, that'd be great. Hey, good to see you, Aether. I'm glad you're here. So uh, shoot a question out. We're about to wrap up. So um, but definitely shoot us a question. Um, and ERB, uh, if we don't trade Trillery, we'll actually resign him, um, resign him next year. I highly doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I highly doubt it, even if we keep uh, – yeah. Look, I think um, Brandon Staley has a very specific set of defensive skills he wants to see with his players. Tillery does not fit the bill. And the reason why, and again, it's not a knock against Tillery, really. Um, well, it is It is. It is a knock against Tillery. He yep. wants the defensive lineman to do what first? Stuff the run. Yep. You cannot stuff the run. You do not have a spot in this defense on the defensive line. You right. got You got to move somewhere else. Uh, and I think that's where Tillery is a little bit of a disadvantage. If you recall, when he was with Gus Bradley, they were running him as a defensive lineman and an edge rusher occasionally. So he was a little bit in the middle. So he, unfortunately for him specifically, he's kind of become that guy that's like, well, how do I fit into this now? And, yeah. and you know, do you really have a spot for me? That's a hard place to be in, especially when it's your career and your livelihood and, and kind of who you are. So anyways, that's just my take on it. 
Well, and the thing is, though, Tillery has such a different build as a body um, in comparison to what our our line looks now. Like, we got a butt and gut line now. Butt and gut line, man. Yep. Yeah, they could fill fill those gaps and make it tougher and make her like smaller windows of running opportunity. And even Austin Eckler talked about it in camp. He said, hey, man, like it's just harder to run against this line now. I mean, there's just a lot of dudes filling gaps now. And so when you got tall, slender guys like, you know, they could get pushed around a little bit easier and they're going to open up wider spaces when you got thick body dudes that can't really be moved, but could fill gaps really well. It makes it harder for everybody. So. I'm liking what's happening right now, and I'm looking forward to be able to see kind of what this button-gut line looks like, to be honest, for right. this game. Button-gut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ERBA. Blockbuster boys. Blockbuster, Blockbuster boys. boys. Blockbuster boys. <laughs> yeah, he's a tweener. Good point, ERB. And, and I think that's – and that was Gus Bradley's fault. Gus Bradley kept trying to move him around, and I understand why he did that, but it did not do him a – it didn't help him in his career, unfortunately. So it's sad. It's kind of a sad story. Um, by the way, uh, Carlos, yes, I think Kevin Marks will be playing quite a bit. Yeah. I think we're going to see Kevin Marks. We're going to see um, – God, I'm drawing a blank on the other running back. Um, yeah, the the other the other, the other other running back that uh, – Isaiah Spiller? Uh, is, yeah, there we go. Josh <laughs> Kelly. Oh, Le- Letty Brown. Letty Brown. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll see him as well too. So we're going to see a lot of those guys out there, um, you know, getting some shots, right? So that'll be, be like- that'll be pretty good. It'll probably be like mid third, fourth down. Probably you start seeing those guys in there. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if we also see like, um, was it Brandon Peters come in kind of later yep. in the fourth quarter too? Yep. Um, just kind of give him a couple snaps on the field and such too. So, yeah, it's going to be obviously it's a very rotational game. There's going to be a lot of people flowing in and out, and they probably got a set plan of these guys are going to play at this time, and it's probably yep. based upon their depth chart positions. So. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, what happened, Brandon Silly was very clear. He wants to ba- do basically what he did last year, right? And so I, I remember there was a, a question after one of the practices, like, what's a rotation going to look like? He's like, we're going to decide that. But we'll most likely rotate a lot of players game one and then game two, and then they started having to trim the rosters down. Yep. When they start trimming the rosters down, so the, the last preseason game typically are players that most likely will not be playing uh, yep. game week one. So that's basically just an off week for anybody that's going to suit up for the game one, right? Just to make sure that they're healthy and everything's going to be fine, but give other people the opportunity, you know, undrafted free agents, the, the ability to play and get out there and kind of show what they can do before they get cut, you know, or moved on. Right. So yep. that'll be very interesting. Oh, Hey, Richie, Richie. Hey, awesome. Good uh, to see you. So we got a question in there about uh, why is everybody picking us to finish 11 and six? I don't see us win the division with 11, six and second part. We start seven and one and finish nine and five. Is that a disaster? Tell me your answer, please. Oh man, it it, it, it is interesting because I've seen some people saying that 12, 12 and five is going to win the division for the AFC yep. West. Yeah, and you know, eleven and six, I'll take that record because that still means playoffs for us. Um, do we want to win the division? Absolutely, we'd love to win the division, but more importantly, just get to the freaking playoffs. Like, get to the playoffs. Last year was criminal for us not to be in the playoffs, to not have Herbert and Burrow potentially playing against each other in the playoffs. That would have been incredible. Yeah, Actually, was... even to say Jalen Hurts was even in the playoffs last season, too. So it would have been cool to be able to see three quarterbacks from that same draft Yeah, um, yep. in the playoffs. So, you know, 9-5 to five is not a pretty way to end it. But guess what? It's still kind of one of those things that 
still a winning record. I'll take it. Yep. <laughs> I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, but the, the one thing, the one thing I would rather start slow and finish strong, right? Yeah. Because uh, again, look look at what we did last year. We ended up one and three and we missed the playoffs. And guys, remember, we yeah. were in the catbird seat. I, yeah. Weren't we up at 1.2 games to the Chiefs and then we just wet yeah. the bed at the end? Right. Yeah. And and, and like ridiculous. it was just ridiculous. So like it was our division to lose and we lost it on ourselves. We beat ourselves up. We had the COVID game against the Texans, so on and so forth. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate, man. I mean, it, it is one of those situations where you sit back and say, well, okay, you know, lick your wounds. But again, what was the whole point? We did not have depth. We yep. did not have depth. And I think Again, I've said that we've already said this probably so many times, and I and I hate to sound like a broken record. I really believe Brandon Staley wants to make sure if we're going to put you on the roster, you're not a one-trick pony. He does not want one-trick ponies. He wants people that can play multiple positions. Because what if we start getting major attrition in our defensive backs? Okay, yeah, let's bring a safety down or something, right? You know, if you can't do a number of different things, you're probably not going to make the roster. That's that's a big part of what I'm thinking. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and and I was just going to say 11 and six could win the division just because it's the toughest division in football. Right. And there's going to be a lot of off games and, you know, we're going to have to really kick ass to, uh, to get 12 wins this year. So, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. I mean, um, you know, chiefs didn't get that much better. In fact, if, if anything, they may have gotten worse. Right. So, you know, um, and, you know, look, you never know what Josh McDaniels is going to look like for the Raiders, right? I think he's going to try and simplify things for, um, you know, our boy Guy Liner over there uh, in the Raiders, <laughs> a.k.a. AKA Guy Liner. That's right. That's um, right. And uh, let's see, Richie, I, Richie, Richie, I do think that uh, Kevin Marks looks like a pretty good undrafted free agent that could make the team. A lot of people talk about him. He went to Buffalo. He's good at running back. But, again, it's a pretty big running back room, though, so – He's got to make his mark on special teams if he's going to find a spot here. So, I don't know. Um, he's he's one I could think of. You know, and it's a really hard thing to be able to look at this team and think, hey, what undrafted guy is going to make impact? And Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's This is not an easy team to be able to try to make whatever position you're playing because yeah. there's a lot of depth already. Now, once again, I don't want to talk about it, but, you know, we already saw it. Some people are getting injured. Uh, injured yep. and so that pushes people up a little bit in that position so correct i i i don't know where we could really see a lot of undrafted guys kevin marks is the only guy that i can think of now once again i think his statement has to be on special teams Big like, time. Yep. obviously run well but special teams it has to be that now once again we have a lot of people in that position with kelly with uh roundtree with uh eckler um and spiller, spiller. i mean that's a tough hill to climb right there um, to be able to even make the team. So, I mean, one guy who was not drafted but was signed was Jamal Davis, uh, outside linebacker. Right? Big time. Yep. One of the guys that I'm really interested to see how he pans out. So, because, I mean, once again, the linebacker position is probably our most open competition to an extent. Yep. Position where somebody can make a statement. So, Inside linebacker is one to look at, too. I mean, I'm a pretty high on Nick Neiman. I think he's doing well. Hearing great things about Troy Reader. Austin Eckler chatted about him recently that he made, like, yep. an excellent play on him. Um, but that's, like, four guys already right there for an inside linebacker position with Van Noy and Tranquil. Yeah. So Damian Lloyd might be one of those guys that could find his Damian way onto Lloyd. this squad. Yep. So it's it's just, man, it's there's a lot of guys that are drafted that are on this team that <laughs> – 
are going to make statements. And guys that were undrafted years last year, like Tavon Campbell or Keeman Hall or whatnot, as a cornerback, that kind of needs to make a statement that could push up a guy like, I mean, if he doesn't do well, just Sir Taylor could take their positions easily. And he was Big a drafted time. guy. So it's a very, very difficult team to be able to find these undrafted guys make the squad. Now, once again, if they don't make this squad, there's going to be a lot of tough cuts for the 53 in the practice squad. They can make statements at other for other teams out there that says, hey, you know, Tevon Campbell, he's a guy that's played well. I mean, wouldn't be surprised if he found a way if he got cut to go to the Colts. Um, yep. So it's one of those things that there's not a lot of room for a lot of these undrafted guys. But, you know, once again, one guy gets injured, another one gets the opportunity. So. Um, you know what? So we'll you know see. what I love? I, I I love that we're all wearing the baby blues today. Is I, is, is that is that the jersey color we're going to be wearing on uh on game day? Well, I, I can't. You know, remember. I was trying is to figure blue? out. I was trying to figure out what yeah. the jersey schedule is. You know. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. If, they, if they announce that, guys, yeah. let us know if they've announced it as well too. Um. By the way, yeah. So ERB Nick Neiman is definitely uh, actually he's looking pretty good in camp as well too. A lot. Of, he's getting a lot of plays too. He's getting yeah. a lot of plays because he's got a lot of injuries at linebacker, but he's looking pretty good right now. So. What's yep. kind of funny is our jerseys that we're wearing are like three generations of uh, jerseys, by the <laughs> That's way. True. That's true. This one's old as hell. This this yeah. one, this I think it's like a first or second jersey I've ever owned. But yeah, this is my LT. Old school LT. Uh, old school. Uh, Herbie band. They got the Herbie. You got that Herbie? You got that Herbie? Yes, yeah, right. We're being told uh, that uh, it's all white jersey in the opener. Oh, it's all white jersey. Okay. Uh, it's like oh, that makes much, that's always the case. I don't know why, but yeah. like they always do all white, like a white out thing for the home opener. Got it. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, plus, it's, a plus, it's also at SoFi. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's kind of a home game, but not a home game. But it is a home game. Kind of is it? Well, is it a home game for us? But it's Rams? it's a home game. No, yeah. no, it's a home yeah. game yeah, for us, home, but it's yeah. a home game for them essentially too. Yeah. But yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they also asked about uh, running back, which you'd see 10 carries over tonight. I, I think, honestly, it's going to be – I think – I'm going to say Kelly. I'm going to say Kelly's going to get over 10. I think he's going to get a good, good look. Because the thing about it is with Kelly is if he actually really pans out, and we have Spiller, and he pans out too, we have three very good running backs now that's yeah. great. A good nucleus of a of a, a running back team. Now that really could put these guys like Kevin Marks out. It could put Roundtree out. Now once again, you got to make <laughs> statements on Brown. special teams. So, exactly. Yeah. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. But I, I'm I, my bet is going to be Kelly getting up to ten carries this game, uh, just because you're hearing the good things from camp. Yeah, and he gained weight, right? And he he yep. took the offseason seriously, right? And that's a big thing, you know. I I think a big time. It shows a lot, right? And I think that's one thing about Brandon Staley that I will say, you know, he definitely leads by example. Um, and he said, great. Well, you know, you had a good season. We want to see you improve. We want to see you do this and that. And it's awesome seeing other players that didn't really do that great. Like Tavon Campbell's a good example. He had a bad year last year. I think he was kind of thrown in the mix. He was confused. I don't think he really figured everything out completely. But he came back better. And and so he's definitely looked better this camp than he did even at all last season. So yeah. – my point is everybody's elevating their game at this team, right? And on this team. And so they're making the competition even better. I mean, the running back room is a great example of that. Yep. Um, okay. I know so I got we a got a question about the uh, record, by the way, too. So Aether kind of yeah. sent back kind of a rebuttal question to it. He said, if we don't win 13 games with this talent and depth, 12 is easy. What do you think, James? And so 
The thing is, though, I, and I understand your disappointment just to think like, hey, I legitimately think this team could be a 14-3 and three team. I legitimately think that. Now, once again, there's a lot of <laughs> cough games every now and then. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly right. Yeah. That make things happen to where we don't get to 14-3. and three. And yeah. yep. my hopes is that doesn't happen. But yep. my high-level thoughts is 14-3, and three, my hopes – Absolutely, I hope to get to that point. Now, if we get to eleven and and uh, six, I'm good with that. Like I'll take that all day. Um, now, Vegas always says and tends to be right most of the time. We're at ten and a half right now, over and under yep. for wins. So, if we get to eleven, that's cool. That's about on par with what Vegas potentially could be getting at. Ten to eleven wins, I think, is kind of where we're at now. I think that still makes playoffs for us. So, and that's that's the goal for every team: win the play, get to the playoffs, get a chance to go further in yep. the season. Yep. So, yeah, that's it. it. Yeah, then that's the fourteen and three would be killer. Yeah, it would be killer for yeah. sure. <laughs> this, that's really just the bottom line too. Is like, is it doesn't matter what happened during the year, but as long as you get into the playoffs, then you got a shot. You know, let me just look at the Giants. Hundred percent. Look at the Giants back in the day. Like you know, they basically crawled into the playoffs and they end up beating yeah. you know the patriots and their like undefeated season so which yep. by the way i i'm actually really <laughs> mad that the patriots lost that game though because uh junior say was on that team the the undefeated yes he was team. he yeah. was and yeah. so i'm like yeah. dang it you know like i really wanted him to yeah get I, I wanted to see him get that ring yeah um, yeah uh, hey i love that speed bumps are people too nice job williams <laughs> that's great that, that it. That's pretty i love it Oh man, one. I feel like a speed bump sometimes when I play pickleball and softball. Trust me, it's bad. <laughs> Third base can't can't get can't can't play that hot corner anymore. I'm getting old, bro. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, let's at, let's uh, we'll kind of reiterate uh, where we talked about that aether. Um, yeah, the right tackle. You're going to see three different people in right tackle. You're going to see Sawyer, Jamari Sawyer, obviously Pipkins, and then obviously Storm Nord. I think you're going to see all three of them, and they're going to definitely rotate a lot of people in. I think you'll see different lines come in for different series is okay. Here's the line. Boom. Here's the line. Boom. And I think they're going to have a number of different rotations and they're, they're going to move people around interoperably. I think uh, Jamari will get moved up and down the line quite a bit because he's pretty versatile. So I'm really excited to see that. So, uh, and by the way, guys, um, one thing we're going to do as well, again, we already talked about this at the beginning, James and I, well, Kyle is going to be at the game. So Kyle will most likely not hop on with us. But we're going to go live at halftime, James and I, and we're just going to discuss what we see in the game, how it's going, how it's progressing, give you our thoughts on the first half and what you'd like to see the second half. So yeah. uh, it'll be about a 15-minute, uh, you know, little short broadcast. And then we're going to do a recap of the game um, after the end of the game as well, too. So you'll see two live episodes from us, um, mid, you know, halftime and then also uh, wrapping up the game. Hopefully technology works with us too. By the way, yeah, so. yeah. I know we were. Yeah, restream was a pain uh, in the ass today. Oh my god, oh, it was getting so stressful. Bad. Yeah, because yeah. well, because yeah. that's the truth. If it doesn't work, then uh, you guys are going to be hosed. Because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah like, no, no chance. <laughs> yeah, no chance. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they fix that, guys. So, so again, that's the plan. Um, and love to have you guys on there as well. So just be looking at us at halftime. James and I'll be here. We'll have some notes on some things we're seeing, but you know, we could throw out some questions if you guys have as well too, but, uh, but I guess that's it guys. So um, I'm so glad um, to have you guys here. Thank you so much. Um, 
And always, bolt up, don't punt. We got to get that merch. When's that merch showing up? Kyle, what's the deal here, dude? Oh, Come on man. now. Dude, I had we got to get that merch, son. I, I, Come had on to, now. I was on crunch time with like to finish a film. Uh, and so like I actually was just like editing every single night to get that thing done uh, for the company and stuff. So I was just like, uh, just, I had to just get some stuff taken care of. But yeah, I'm going to, you know, jump into that. Probably I'll probably start focusing on that uh, tomorrow um, and get okay. that uh, put together. Well, that bolt yeah, up, don't punch shirt. I think we got to get that, yep. you know, uh, ASAP. I think that's the one, that's the one I definitely want to rock and, you know, walk around, show people what's up. Yeah. Old bro's up, here. Don't kick uh, 50 yard field goals, too. How about that one? <laughs> <laughs> bolt up, don't kick 50 yard field goals. Yeah. Now we just got a long, it, it's got a long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be funny to have a little kicker at the bottom with the like a field goal going like to the post dude that'd be hilarious like, like a funny little graphic oh all right guys we're just rambling on but yeah, anyways like, guys check. aether had oh, one, he, he snuck in one last question for for us though so like okay so yeah do you, do you see herbert break the touchdown records with 55 uh oh and uh oh. i don't know I, i'd love to see it i would I'd love to see i would love to see it, it. i would love to see that but I don't think it's going to happen this se- this season. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Um, we are going to be, uh, well, I will say this. I don't think we're going to throw the ball as much as we did last year. Last year we had Austin Eckler. And, yeah, if you notice, Austin Eckler did not do great on the run. I think we were, what, 25th in the league or something like that in, in yeah. rushing. Sure. Um, we, he was more, he's a hybrid running back. Yeah. You know, he's catching the ball in the backfield, right? So he's kind of a little bit of both. Um, I think we're going to start going to more of a run game as well, too. Um, and so I think it's going to be a little more mixed. So I, I think, if anything, I would say his numbers go down, which uh, is could be interesting to see. But um, what I want to see is a high amount of touchdowns and less interceptions. He had quite a few yep. interceptions last year. But a lot of those were tip balls that, you know, wide receivers, they didn't catch and then it got up in the air or whatever. Yeah. So. So I think he had what 18, 18 interceptions last year or something like that. Like so, that, yeah. yeah. You know, and the thing is, though, like Jared Cook, I remember a couple of interceptions that he was just all over the place and not in the right position too. I feel like he had yep. probably three three interceptions based upon his route running and, and not awareness too. So, you know, you would just hope that the players would be a little bit better this year and to be able to be better route runners and to be able to be more aware. And so. We'll see how it kind of pans out, but heck, man, if we could get 55 touchdowns plus with Herbert, holy MVP, crazy. holy smokes, yeah. that would be incredible. And, and guys, I am putting that money down. I'm just trying to find a place that I'm gonna throw those bets down. So you will see, you will see pictures of those bets that I'm gonna be making this year, big time. Woo-hoo. Justin Herbert MVP, Brandon Saley Coach of the Year, AFC West champs, AFC, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, trust me. Hey, I, I'm I got the whole spread figured out. I just got to figure out where all my places bet. So, um, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about it. So, um, anyways, guys, as always, like I said, halftime show, uh, James and me, and then we'll do a recap at the end of the game, and that'll be our recap. We're going to talk about it, and again, we're going to do another one of these probably early in the week next week for our preseason game as well, too. Of course, actually, James, when do you go to Greece? You're going to be gone, uh, right? gonna be next sunday so not this sunday but next sunday i'll be gone till september 2nd i believe i'll be back uh or at least flying back so essentially september 3rd i'll be back so um, okay so i'll be out for a couple weeks i won't be able to watch the third preseason game because it'll be 3 a.m when that goes on so i don't think i'm going to be up during that time (laughs) um (laughs) sure so um but yeah um i'll be here for the next two games and then 
you know, we'll, we'll be around. So. All righty. Sounds like a plan. Ooh. Excellent. Okay, guys. As always, bolts up down point. We're, we're the bolt bros. Football's back. Let's go. Let's get it, baby. Let's get it. Let's get out of here. <laughs> we are live. And uh, live. yes, today has been a day full of nothing but technical difficulties across the board, guys. So frustrating. Wow. We tried to do a halftime show, did not work out. James is on his cell phone. Kyle's yeah. like, hey, I'm leaving the stadium. I want to hop in. He's got horrible service, but we're just going to go forward, guys, and and uh, have a video. So uh, I want yep. you guys to to know we're here to support you. And we got a lot of thoughts about the uh, the game, man. It was a lot of fun. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think we showed some good things. We're going to go into it for sure. And, um, you know. We'll have a good time chatting about the game for sure. What, you, what, what are your initial thoughts there, James? Well, bottom line, once again, it's just good to be able to see football again. And it's just interesting sure. to be able to see some of the guys that we've been chatting about in camp. They seem to be doing great in camp. Uh, and then all of a sudden we see them on the field in game time and they start kind of making some faults here. But that's kind of expected for the preseason. You know, the there's a lot of jitters. Yeah, a lot for of sure. jitters for these guys. And so – you know, right now it was just exciting to be able to see the guys that seem to be stepping up. And it's, I'll say this, I think the experienced guys are the ones that really made a difference in this game and they showed a little yeah. bit more. So, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I agree. All around kind of a fun game to watch, but we could, we could get into it and uh, chat it up about kind of what we see and what we think and uh, yeah. kind of some of our good plays. So let's do it. All righty. Sounds good. All right. Let's get it, guys. Me let's and James. Go. Andrew and James, let's get it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go. All right, let's guys. Go. So, we're a few minutes early, too. We, we can't, you know, James and I were chatting about this. We figured, hey, look, let's, uh, Let's go with this now um, and move forward. And then uh, when Staley and everyone starts, you know, talking, we can kind of be monitoring that on the side as well, too. And, uh, you know, kind of have some uh, discussion points. But why don't we just talk about your some of your standout players there, James, uh, when we were, you know, watching the game together and commenting back and forth. What are your thoughts? You know, if I'm going to put down a couple of them that are like standout players, I mean, the one that one play that got me kind of jumping out of my seat a little bit was the uh, Morgan Fox, Chris Rump sack to yeah. end the drive. Um, I believe that was in the first quarter for the Rams. Um, that was awesome to see. I, I felt like Chris Rump had a great day. Uh, tackle for loss, sack, yep. just seemed like he was just bigger than a lot of people on the field at that time. And it was awesome to be able to see Morgan Fox get in there and, and make a play too. And I didn't see him in a lot of different uh, drives, but for some yeah. reason that drive, he penetrated well in the middle and Rump came in. They both kind of met at the, at the quarterback and swarmed them. And so that was exciting to see that, that one was really cool play to be able to see. And, and, you know, Chris Rump, he looks bigger. He looks like a bigger dude on the field. And uh, so he's really, really looking good so far. So, um, it's obviously just game one preseason, but it's good to see that we have that depth on the on the end. And then Morgan Fox makes plays too. So it was pretty clear to me that we pretty much played undrafted free agents for the most part. Obviously, Spiller got some carries in the third quarter, uh, fourth quarter, right? But I think for the most part, it was undrafted free agents, depth guys. 
that were out there pretty much predominantly. Um, and, you know, I will say this, it was, it was interesting seeing uh, the toughness that we did display out there. Um, I thought it was pretty awesome. Um, I will say this though. Also uh, it just goes to show you the culture that Brandon Staley has developed on this team. And it's exciting to see that they're really focusing you know, on really creating a good culture and, and making sure people understand, hey, look, uh, this is the way we want to play football around here. And if you want to play, you got to step up. You got to show people that you can make the big plays. I will say this, though. Our tackling looked pretty bad on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, there were, I, I, man, yeah. Perkins was driving me up a wall. I'm like, can you guys sack this dude or what? I mean, yeah. unbelievable. And so that was yeah. one of the things I think we need to clean up for sure. And the penalties, what was it? 120 yards of penalties we gave up that game. Yeah. That, that's it's what hundred percent, you know, yeah. penalties in the end zone, everything got worse and worse. It just, it was just terrible in that regard. So that was pretty frustrating for sure. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is, is there's a lot of first game jitters with these guys, a lot of rookies, you know, things yep. that are just basically trying to get worked out and, you know, that's kind of what is expected of game one. Now, it, it's, it sucks to see the, the missed tackling and everything like that. But once again, these are guys just trying to make a play. And there was a lot of plays where they kind of went a little bit too far versus, like, really understanding where the player was. And what I mean by that is the guy trying to pursue the quarterback basically ran past who was really coming in or with the ball or whatnot. They just kind of just didn't seem like they, they over-pursued. Basically, a lot yep. of times, Way I feel much, like yeah. trying to do too much, trying to do too yeah. much. Right, right. So they're just trying too much. They're trying to push a little bit. They're trying to be that hero, and sometimes hero ball basically gets you in trouble. And uh, I think that's kind of really what happened in a lot of these guys. But you know, all these guys are just trying to make statements for themselves. They're trying to find their job interviews on field, pretty much. That's where they're going to sure. make money. So I think for that's sure. kind of one thing that uh, was kind of a frustrating thing to watch but once again these aren't our starters and so a lot of them are guys that are, are depth pieces for us so yeah so uh why don't we talk about the offense a little bit i, I guess uh what sure. looked good to you and then uh what did you think about you know uh some of the offensive players you know um i know we again we talked the entire game for the most part but uh it was pretty interesting chatting with kyle you know he was there and um yeah what, what, what were some standout players you saw out there you know, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually start with the first drive and uh, with Chase Daniels, which ended as a with a 41 yard uh, touchdown to uh, Joe Reed. Um, the one thing that I love seeing that is that the O line was actually pretty out there too. Uh, first drive actually had Storm Norton at the right tackle, just as a reference. Um, he would actually played first drive, third drive, and the fourth drive. Trey Pipkins only had one drive that I saw, so second drive and. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to start with that first drive because the, the line looked pretty stout with those guys. Um, they seemed to do a pretty good job of holding the line. Um, Xander actually made a great block to seal the edge, too, to be able to allow that 41-yard yep. field goal – or, excuse me, 41-yard touchdown. I was going to say field goal, uh, really? We yeah, had yeah. field goals that game? <laughs> but it left a wide-open Joe Reed in that situation. So Yeah, yeah. Um, bottom line, I loved – seeing an open or excuse me i love seeing a good first drive happen and that was something that i always felt like there was this weird stagnant stumbling out of the gate kind of situation with this offense and so it was good to be able to see uh, a good solid first drive which ended in a touchdown so that's a yeah. good to see that 
um, happen. So that's one thing that I really thought was great. Um, Joshua Kelly, I think you and I chatted a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he looked him. pretty good. Yep, looked good. He looked yeah. pretty solid. Um, I mean, he was catching the ball. I mean, what did I say to him? I think he said that he just looks more confident as a runner. Like Absolutely. Yep. He's the whole go. Like, it's not this jittery kind of unsure kind of situation. It was just go straight out and just make it happen. And I felt like he was definitely a much more confident looking guy. So, um, yeah. so yeah, offensively, those are a couple guys that I saw. I mean, is there any other guys that you saw, Andy, there that seemed to be pretty good for you? Yeah, Michael Bandy looked amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I have to say, like, I, I actually thought he might have won player of the game. He looked amazing out there. He looks like Wes Welker. He looks like yeah, Wes Welker. Yeah. And, yep. uh, you know, I was really impressed with him. Um, I mean, look, I, I, we've discussed this. I mean, um, we got a lot of wide receivers. Joe Reed looked really good. Obviously, he had that touchdown pass, right? He was wide open. Um, but, man, you know, like – we didn't see a lot of DeAndre Carter, though. Like, I, I was kind of surprised we didn't see him at all. And I, I think it's probably because they're like, all right, I don't think he's got to prove anything at this point. He's going to be our guy. But, you know, how does Joe Reed, you know, catch punts? You know, how is he going to play out there on the field? Is he, has he improved? Has he done better? But it was good seeing Bandy out there. I mean, I, I thought he looked good, too. Um, and then uh, who's that tight end? Uh, Camp and Moyer, who was at uh, Oregon. I thought he played fairly well as well, too. I think yep. he looked pretty good. So, I, you know, hey, look, and, you know, he – he and Herbert know each other from their Oregon days. And so I thought that was pretty sweet checking those guys out. So I don't know, pretty exciting. I mean, I was, I was excited to see what happened there. I mean, you know, all right, let's talk about a little negative though. Right. Daniels. <laughs> I just did not think looked he did not look great through the entire game. He looked okay. He yeah. looked a little old to me, uh, but stick looked really good to me, man. I feel like I, I just kept thinking, you know, I was just chatting with a buddy of mine. I was like, Hey man, I really think stick is going to be, he should be our quarterback too. You know, Chase Daniel, he's definitely just our, you know, he's an on-field, you know, on-field, uh, you know, uh, coach, I guess. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, he's, he's an on-field OC. I mean, he's yeah. not, he's going to help, you know, Herbert, you know, kind of see his blind spots here and there. But, man, I think, I think if you're really going to want to go get a guy that can actually win a game for you, I think Stick is over Daniel any day of the week, right? I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, and it's an interesting thing to kind of look at the stats. And like what I was telling you, I was like, well, Chase Daniels basically had 117 yards on 11 catches, 17 attempts, two touchdowns. You think you look at that stat, and you're like, oh, that's pretty solid all around. But yeah. like it was really like a 41 yard touchdown that kind of really stacked his stats or at least, at least his yards. And then Easton Stick had 16 out of 23, 119 yards, one rush touchdown, one pick. I mean, that was one heck of a pick, basically. They got off of Michael Bandy there. Yeah, that, that was um, it was a little, little unfortunate. He just didn't have the ball, and yep, he fell oh, right well. on it, and there you go, right, is what it is. Right, right. And so, but with Easton, there's this thing that his touchdown, where he ended up running into the touchdown, I think the whole entire drive was, ooh, here we go, it was a 18-play drive over 10-minute drive. Yeah, like crazy. That's crazy. crazy to see something like that. But it's good to be able to see that he could do something like that. Like, to me, I always look at, like, an X factor of a guy. Can the guy get you downfield when necessary? Big time. Like, Big time. Now, once again, 10-minute drives. I mean, if, if you need a touchdown, generally, like, to win the game or continue the game, like, you're not going to generally get 10 
minutes to do that kind of thing. Um, as an example, Justin Herbert, the I think he did an 18-play drive in less than – it was like two minutes and 30 seconds for the Raiders um, game to be able to tie that one up. So there's a difference between 10 minutes and two minutes. Exactly. Doing yep. Two minutes or 10 minutes. But it's good to see that he was able to get that going and to be able to play a very, very long drive. So Agreed. I think it was great. Agreed. And then even had a solid two-point conversion too. So um, – yeah. Really, really cool to see. There were some bright spots. I mean, but but let's let's face it, guys. We did not have we had nothing but depth guys out there, I yep. would say predominantly, right? I mean, obviously Isaiah Spiller has got to prove himself. He's a rookie. Yep. You know, uh, it was interesting seeing Mike Davis playing some special teams out there as well. He was playing a little safety. <laughs> the one play, well, actually, before we go into the defense, there's a few things that I I, I will bring up uh, on defense, but let's talk about the offensive line for a second. Yeah. Um, again, I they had people out there that I was like, man, these guys are, I didn't think they would be playing, but man, we had nothing but just, who are these guys? I'm like looking them up. I'm like, man, who are these dudes, you know? And, um, but I thought that was interesting. I thought they played fairly well. Um, Spiller looks good. Oh, and by the way, guys, those of you guys joining, I know quite a few people are joining now. We've had major technical difficulties all day. We've tried to hop on a few more times. Our, our program is just not working. James is literally on his cell phone, which is super <laughs> frustrating because because you're not that clear, right? So, um, anyways, I'm just letting really you guys annoying. know we wanted we wanted to get this out while our thoughts were fresh. We didn't want to you know wait a couple days. Uh, we are going to be doing a video in a couple days. Just letting you guys all know. So, yep. um, but okay. So the the line was really interesting. I just the rotation was odd. I mean, uh, you know, Jamari played a little bit. It was interesting seeing. Norton out there, and then Pipkins was out there. You know, um, the, the, the rotation seemed a little strange, right? There are a lot of just depth players out there for the most part on the line. I thought that was a little odd. I yep. I guess I would have expected, you know, a little more, but I don't know. I guess, I guess they also wanted to show off what they have in depth and, you know, let, let some of these guys get some reps and see what happens. So, yeah. You know, and the thing is, too, Zion uh, played out there for about a quarter or two. And yeah. Yeah. You know, and I was keeping an eye on him. And, man, for the most part, that's when a lot of those really good big plays happened for Chase Daniels, too. And he did yeah. really well. And he actually had both Storm and Trey out there with him in the first quarter. And yep. uh, he did he did a pretty good job. I mean, it's good to be able to see that. It's good to be able to see a good solid line in front of our quarterbacks. Now, you know, go, even go back to, like, Chase Daniels versus, say, like an Easton Stick situation – I mean, what what would Easton Stick be like if he had basically the one or even the twos uh, on the field? What what would he do in that point? Like, I thought the exact same time. And I, our boy Aether here is asking this question. Um, I think here's our number two. I think Easton Stick's our guy. I mean, I yeah. I just Daniel, man, he just he's getting old, you know. And look, I understand how that goes. I play sports competitively. James, you do as well too. And hey, look, yeah. you just don't move a whole lot, right? And I really think that. Daniel's got the moxie, man. He's yeah. he's he's got what it takes. I mean, he looked really sharp out there, and his his throws are more crisp. But you're right. If you play with the ones, what would he look like? Probably a lot better. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, having a solid O line, great running back, great receivers. I mean, just in general, just a better you know group of guys to be able to work with. Not saying the guys that are the fourth stringers or aren't good or anything by any means. I mean, Michael Bandy really stood out more or less in this situation. He did. Um, and I mean, I, I'm 
personally think that guy needs to find a way on the squad somewhere or another. Like, yeah. he's solid. But the thing about it is, is like Chase Daniels, I felt like a lot of his throws were kind of a little iffy sometimes. They were a little bit weird, kind of bad positioning. Uh, he threw a couple balls to Joshua Palmer that just kind of, it was, man, like way off. And he had to like overstretch to be able to even try to have a, a chance to even get that pass. I just felt like he wasn't there. And Chase Daniel, or excuse me, Easton Stick, I just felt like he had more rhythm, had more flow. He had that factor that he could really go out and make those throws if he needs to. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I always feel like quarterback is only as good as your O-line. And if your O-line's terrible, your quarterback's dead, basically. And so. Yeah, and, and we um, had nothing but depth guys out there for the most part, right? Yep. I mean, we, we did not have anybody out there. Again, uh, you know, you could also say, hey, look, the Rams didn't either. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Uh, you know, and, I, and they did bring up, uh, you know, old Fouts. You know, I love old Fouts out there. He was having a really good heyday talking about North Dakota State. I mean, think about who came out. You got Carson Wentz, Easton Stick, and then you got Trey Lance. Trey Lance most likely yeah. will start for the Niners, right? So the pedigree there is is solid, man. I mean, it's just it's exciting seeing that, you know. And look, at the end of the day, it's really interesting, right? Um, and I, I was kind of surprised we didn't see Brandon Peters. I would have thought we would have seen him from Illinois. We didn't see him at yeah. all. Um that that was a little strange. I kind of expected to see him, but uh, yeah, maybe we'll see him next game. Yeah. You know, I, I think he might be kind of one of those guys that might be like a late third game kind of situation um, <laughs> because then they'll kind of really know who Easton yeah. stick or Chase Daniels is at that point. So I think that might be something down the road, but there are a lot of guys that are, you know, third, fourth quarterbacks that end up not even getting a look on the field at all too. So there's a chance yeah. of that so um but all around offensively i felt pretty good about what we did um i feel like all around we did a pretty solid job uh joe reed actually you know he had the 41 yard touchdown felt like he was actually just doing quite a bit on the field and getting some catches i mean he had i believe he ended up having like he was a second receiver stat wise four catches 61 yards one touchdown obviously 41 yards of that was you know, one one catch for him for a touchdown. Uh, Bandy had seven catches, 73 yards, one touchdown. That route was nasty that he got yeah. that touchdown on, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah. he had, he had like, a good, solid three, four yards, I swear, difference from the defender at that point. He just shook him. See you later. Touchdown. That was really awesome to see. And, and once again, it's cool to be able to see guys like this that could actually come around and potentially do some good route running. I mean, heck, it would be cool if he was a Hunter Renfro for us or something like that. Oh, my like, gosh. Take that all day. Well, and, and, and I like him, right? You know, yep. you, you, made, you you made the perfect point. You said, man, if he gets released, guess who's going to pick him up? New England. And New Bill England. Belichick will turn him into a great wide receiver. 100%. I really hope we keep him. I, I think I – think, I mean, I'll give you a prediction of what I think we'll probably see really in wide receiver right now. If we look at this right now, um, obviously we know one, two, three, four, right? That's Guyton, Mike Williams, Palmer, you know, French did not look good. He dropped that, uh, he dropped that ball. Uh, obviously DeAndre card will make the team. Uh, yep. but I think we got Bandy and then we'll probably keep Joe Reed. So those are, those would be the guys. So, um, you know, I think and the one thing too, Guyton was out there and he got two catches for six yards, but like, I think yep. they want to find more out of him though. And so, yeah. You know, there there is a side to me that I, I think like Guyton might kind of be a little bit under like the uh the the uh what microscope. 
Microscope. microscope. Yeah, for some reason, that was, <laughs> it's late in the day. What is that? I was like, what are you looking at? Like, it's a monocle. It's a monocle. Oh, the monocle. <laughs> <laughs> monocle oh my gosh that's hilarious that's i'm so like funny. the monopoly man here all right yeah, oh my gosh that's yeah. awesome that's so funny that was funny. but I, I do think guyton is a little bit under the microscope i think there is yeah. something if he really doesn't show anything more than just a downfield threat maybe there's a chance that they start thinking hey maybe there's somebody else that can kind of take his position too so i mean maybe i'm crazy for saying that but i mean once again this is not an easy team to be able to make his true 53 man roster here. So, um, so let's, who knows? Let's, let's talk about cuts, by the way. And we probably should have led with this, but the first cut needs to happen August 16th, which is Tuesday, down to 85 players. Wow. So we're, we're going to see uh, some players go that day of the 16th. Probably a big reason why we saw so many players out on the field that, quite frankly, we didn't see. We didn't think we would see, right? But they're out there, and and, and I, I like the fact that Brandon Staley and the, and our coaching staff was like, "Hey guys, you know, let's let's uh, let's get some guys out there that uh, need to uh, get some work and get some looks from some other teams potentially, and go from there, right?" So, I think this is pretty good. So it, it so it goes August sixteenth, then August twenty third, yep. which is uh, also yeah. So every Tuesday is when they start yep. cutting, and then August thirtieth is when you have to be down to fifty three players. So you're going to see some attrition um, happen. So at that point, that's really when you're going to start seeing the 53-man roster on August 30th, right? So that'll be pretty interesting to see where that plays out. So yep. um, anyways, so that's that's the schedule. So maybe what we should do, James and, and uh, Kyle, um, we should do the uh, the next uh, – the, the pregame for our next um, preseason game, maybe on Tuesday evening, where we can kind of see – who was cut? Let's discuss that a little bit and kind of go from there once that comes out. So I think that, that might be a good option for us for our next video. Might not be bad. Might not be bad. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yep. So, anyways, I let's uh, let's talk a little. Oh, wait, let's talk about running backs too. We haven't really talked a whole lot about that as well, too. Um, yeah, I, I know we chatted a lot about Kelly. We chatted about Spiller. You know, Xander basically was out there a little bit too. He got that short third and one conversion too, which is great to be able to see. Um, Spillard ended up getting also, I believe, a third and two um, yeah. conversion also, too, um, kind of later in the game and everything, too. But there, there is a, a – that was actually in the start of the fourth for Spillard. So it's good to be able to see that we got guys that can make those short plays when necessary. And yep. I do think that we have some good guys out there that could potentially make that happen and, and do a pretty good job. So um, – so I think in the running back side of things, I mean, Kelly, I think, was the kind of the guy that stood out to me the most. I mean, Spiller didn't really have, like, per se, like, the biggest of game or anything like that, but it, it really made me feel confident in, in Joshua Kelly um, as potentially a, a running back. Now, Isaiah Spiller did get 10 carries for only 34 yards. That's yeah. quite a bit. Um, so they, they gave him a good workload, but they did play him in the kind of the later of the year, I think, uh, Spiller didn't really get until I think it was. I think it was the third quarter. It was pretty late. I mean, in fact, I was late, kind of surprised. Late second, late second is what oh, I wrote down. Second. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he, he was kind of being rotated in and out. Different backs were coming in there. Kevin Marks even got in there. I believe there was even 
uh, which Kevin Marks dropped a pass. It could have been a huge gain in late huge in that game. last drive. Um, Letty Brown even got a little bit of love out there too. So, I mean, they were really just giving a lot of these backs a chance to go uh, make make a statement somewhere or another. So, yeah, uh, and, and it, it's and by the way, that one pass that uh, East, I think it was Easton Stick who threw like right behind him to Spiller, and Spiller made that amazing catch. I yeah. was like, wow, Very good just to yeah. show you how good his hands are, right? So, yeah. um. <laughs> Yeah, so funny, guys. I'm, I'm looking at the chats here on the side, and I'm seeing exactly what you guys are talking about. Tillery, Dean Leonard. Yeah, we're gonna get to that the defensive <laughs> line. I mean, hey, there's some. Hey, there, there's some. There's gonna be some growing pains there, guys. I mean, it is what it is, right? But you know, I'll say this. Um, I was, <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, just understand this, guys. Our coaching staff is giving these guys as much opportunity to get a place to play in the NFL. As anyone, right? And that's one thing that I really liked about Brandon Staley and this coaching staff. They specifically care about them. and They want them to succeed, right? If they can't find a spot here, they're going to try and hopefully get, get them a spot somewhere else, right? So, yep. um, yeah. So, I, I think it would be really interesting to see. So, all right, well, maybe let's move on to the um, the defense. It seems like that's what a lot of people are talking about here for sure. Uh, should we start with cornerbacks or where do you want to start with maybe defensive line first and then kind of work our way out? What do you think, James? You know, I, I would actually just start with a lot of like the packages that they did run on there too. Cause sure. I know you and I were chatting about it and we're like, Hey, here's the five, one, five right here that we've been chatting yep. about. We saw a few of those. Yep. Here's the four, two, uh, with my math right now, five, is that right? Four, two, five. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Four, two, five. <laughs> correct. I don't know why that wasn't breaking down correctly in my head, but basically there was a base package and everything too. Uh, the one thing that I, when you and I were chatting on the phone, uh, it was awesome to be able to see the linebackers attacking the line and going yep. into those gaps and finding those gaps. Like Troy Reader, he had like a third and one tackle to like end a drive that was like awesome to see. And yep. it was really, really good to be able to see these linebackers going to these gaps and finding these gaps and filling these gaps up. And that bodes well if you even go back to kenneth murray and watch a lot of his highlights of Oklahoma, yep. that's was his strength and it wasn't this hey i'm a pass protection kind of guy i was no attack the line attack the ball basically kind of guy so now once again troy reader did a great job i mean i don't know what kyle van noy is going to look like also too in that position too we know what drew tranquil is as that position also too but it was really really good to see that attacking the line situation that helps out everything yeah. in my opinion yep. Oh. yep um well and i and i really do think the defensive line looked pretty good fahoko looked pretty good at times yep. you know, we saw gaziano we saw covington out there um man tillery god dude like <laughs> I, I that i did what was the one play it was i think it was at the end of the second quarter when we were try, by the way we tried to get on a halftime show did not work out total nightmare me and yep. james and it was just horrible but anyways i remember man he just got Move to the side. Like it was like, oh my God, dude, would you at least try to hold your ground? He was pushed five yards off of the line. And I'm like, this is aggravating. Like, how the hell is this even happening? You know, look, yeah. guys, I I don't know if this guy's just having a midlife crisis or what, but he is just <laughs> not figuring it out. And it's just, it's bad. It's sad to see, right? But again, going back to what Brandon Staley said. We are going to play pairs that need to play. Tillery needs to play yeah. so he can show that he can even do something and not be a speed bump, as people have talked about. And he obviously didn't prove it today. He 
So no. again, I'm frustrated that guy. I just, man, I, I would say let's trade him away for whatever the hell we can get. You know, um, I think his injuries pile up. We might see something happen. Who knows? But man, that was frustrating. It, it's just crazy because it, it seems like, and I've always looked at him and said, like, he's kind of that one, maybe two-step kind of guy that he'll try two little tricks, and then when he does it, it doesn't work, he, like, just gives up. And he's not looking at, like, the end-to-end on the play. He's just looking to try to do something to where it becomes, like, an easier play for him. But if those two things that he does doesn't go well, he just stops. And I remember yep. been looking at the replay. I felt like he was just, like, standing there, like, eh, you know what, like, okay, whatever. He, I can't do anything in this play anymore. I'm not giving extra effort to try to do a little bit more. And I think he just doesn't really understand his size and what he could potentially yeah. do. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It is absolutely frustrating to watch. And so, uh, I, I just, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here, man. I just, so, it, 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 and James, you and I talked about this during this whole thing. Yeah. He's going to take a spot for another defensive lineman that could be better than him, right? Coaches have to figure that out, right? There's a good chance he could get cut, right? They might just say, fine, we can't trade him off. Let's just cut him. Would you rather yeah. have Gaziano? You might maybe rather – I mean, if it comes down to Gaziano or Covington, I don't know. I would almost rather have Gaziano or Covington because you got to remember the defensive line for this defense is about fat guys blocking their lanes, right? Yeah. You're jamming the middle, right, not letting them happen. And, and, and containing these guys, right? So, yep. man, Tillery, he just is so bad. Oh, my gosh. But Button gut, dude, is our line, dude. I mean, that's like I'm saying. I was like, the line is, is really beefy. It's like a lot of beef in the middle in there. And so I, it's, I love seeing that. I mean, once again, Austin Eckler talked about it. He said, man, it's not easy to run on these guys. They fill the gaps. And yeah. so that's a big thing. Now, once again – there was a lot of times I'm like, good, good to see that we're giving them a third and seven. We're, we're stopping them at the line. We're getting yeah. tackles for losses. Like that Troy Reader tackle on the third and one was really solid. I know there was a couple other plays that just the, the Morgan Fox, Chris Rump uh, sack, and then Chris Rump got a tackle for a loss too. I mean, it's exciting to see some of these guys, even some of the upper tier guys that will get a little bit more time to play on field making plays already. And so it's exciting to see. It's exciting to see. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. And we talked about Rump quite a bit. Rump looked great. He looked awesome. I was really excited to see him as well. Um, let's talk about one guy that struggled. Holy smokes, Dean Ooh, Leonard. Man. man, dude, is he our new? Is he our new uh, Tavon um, Campbell? Uh, Campbell, Tavon. Is he our new Tavon Campbell, dude? <laughs> but but what what's interesting is we didn't even see oh. Tavon Campbell on the field at all, and that's now, kind I, of. They must be high on him still. I don't know. Like, they must really like I, the guy. I think here, – here's my thought on that. And I, I think probably why we didn't is you want to see the rookies out there. How, how did they learn in camp? What do they need to focus on, right? Tavon at least understands the system and probably understands what he needs to do to be successful. And they could probably clean that up, you know, maybe week two week three and moving into week one against the Raiders. Right. So yeah. you kind of can't do that with a Dean Leonard because this is his first season. He's just, everything's brand new to him, right? The NFL is brand new to him. The one thing I will say that I liked about Dean Leonard though, was he was in the right place at the right yeah. time. He just made the wrong move and never turned around for the ball. Didn't do what he needed to do. And I was a little, I, look, that's a rookie mistake. 
that's a rookie mistake, right? And so, unfortunately, they just kept going to the well. And man, that guy just got picked on. He got, got picked, picked on. on. He got picked on. That's yeah. that's exactly right. I mean, and that's that's what happens, right? So, yeah. Well, even to say go back to the special teams tackle that he got, where he got the penalty on, too. Yep. I mean, it, I'll tell you what, solid tackle, solid tackle, yeah. but like. <laughs> yeah, but like, like, yeah nice yeah well it's a yeah. penalty though yeah, yeah great tackle yards, 120 yeah. yards boys and girls how much we gave up this game 120 yeah. yards guys right we gave them yardage over mm -hmm. and over again it's just yep. was frustrating oh yeah the thing is though with dean like he was just at that point like if for instance in the touchdown that he got in the or that he gave up if he would have just turned his head around he could have had a play squarely had a pick in the end zone, the the long catch um, that uh, JT Woods basically tackled. Yep. Yep. Too, like there, <laughs> yeah. like there was yeah, like he was in position, but like yeah. then JT Woods basically kind of like completely made that play happen at that point. So, and JT Woods, even to say that, go and talk to him how he got that pick in the end zone, which was basically yep. a penalty, but. Ball awareness was really good to be able to see on his side. So exactly, you, you can see why we drafted him the way we did, right? I think JT yep. Woods has got the he's got what he needs. But to your point, you know, you got to you got to be you know kind of kind to some of these rookies. They're 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 out there learning as well too. I mean, the game's faster, right? These guys are yep. faster. These are the best, the best. So is what it is. Um, Jasir Taylor, he looked fairly well out there too. He made a couple good plays. I mean, I was you know I I think uh, they really didn't pick on him a whole lot, right? I think they were pretty much just. Ride dry hump and Dean Leonard pretty much the entire game. <laughs> oh my god! But I mean, yeah. But I mean, Jasir looked pretty good from what I could tell. He was pretty pretty solid out there as well too. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he, was, he was out there every now and then, and, and it wasn't it wasn't anything stand out in my opinion. But uh, you know, I think the thing is though, these guys are just trying to figure it out. I mean, first game yeah. jitters are are tough, and so. What you learn in camp is different than actually playing a live game where somebody could actually hit you now is a big difference. Yep. So it, it's growing pains. Now, once again, with like Dean Leonard and these guys, you know, JT Woods, all these other guys, they'll figure it out and they'll correct their mistakes and they'll, they'll move on. So, yeah, they'll get better. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did like how Mike Davis was out there. Look, I think that was a bit of a slap in the face to him as well, too, guys. Right. Like this is one of the things that James and I wanted to talk about at halftime. We had all these notes, by the way, too. We're, we're literally giving you, like, all of our notes from halftime and then adding to it as well. But, you know, it's a bit of a slap in Mike Davis's face. I mean, dude, remember, he was the number one cornerback last season. He's out there yep. with the freaking rookies, like the undrafted yep. rookies. Hey, man, you got to prove yourself again. And, you know, look, he, he admitted that he wasn't focused last season. And, yep. you, know, you know, I respect him for being honest, but at the end of the day, you know, he hurt the team, and and that's, you know, Brandon Silly's make no mistake, we're here to win a Super Bowl, right? We're here to compete, and you need guys that are focused, and that's why I love, you know, that he, he was open, but at the end of the day, I think he needs to prove that he can do more things than just be a cornerback, especially yeah. with this team and the depth that we have. They might move him to safety in certain packages. They might move him around in different ways. He better, be, he better show up in special teams. I think he was a gunner. Um, yeah. once or twice, wasn't he as well too? So, yeah. um, so anyways, uh, yeah. it, you know, it's good to see him out there. Yep. Yeah. Very good to see him out there. And I mean, you know, it's it, one other guy that I kept seeing get involved in, and I think even in special teams, it was uh, Cole Christensen. 
uh, number 50, I believe it, who it was. Um, he was actually out there a lot more than I thought. And uh, he kind of just came out there and uh, he kept playing quite a bit. I mean, he only had like three tackles with two assists, but I felt like he was very active out there for a good portion of the time. Of, you, of, you uh, like Cole, Cole Christensen? Cole Christensen. Cole, yep. Cole yep. Christensen, yes. Yeah, he's he's from Army too, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. So yep. he was very active out there. I think he did a pretty good job from what I saw. Um, but you know, there's there's guys out there just trying to make it make some sort of impression and try to get to next week, you know, is is the big goal for these guys. So yeah, it's it's uh, uh, it's a law of attrition at this point, guys. It really is, yep. right? So, you know, I mean, and you're and you're right, SD fishing. Um I like that. Troy Reader looked awesome. I was really impressed with him. Look, he's a good depth guy. I don't know if, if K9 comes back, he'll probably be the starter, you know, or Kyle Van Oy probably be the starter. Who knows, right? Yeah. It'd be really interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I think it's going to really boil down to what kind of packages they want to run against the Raiders. I will say this uh, again, skipping ahead to week one, I really think you're going to probably see a very specific package of players uh, be on the field initially. So we might see some some interesting players start in certain situations. So just because they think, hey, man, Kyle Van Oy might have a better uh, way of guarding, uh, you know, running back than somebody else. I mean, who knows, right? So it would be interesting to see how that plays out. But Aloe yep. Gilman's looking great, too. He, you know, I, I'm really hyped to see them as well, too. Um, yeah, and, and I, I think with them, too, with Troy and, and Alohi, like, they had – I mean, they have a lot of experience or at least a fair amount of experience between the two. So yes. they're playing against yes. a lot of inexperienced guys, too. So they're definitely making Very them true. look a lot better, too. But but yep. once again, Troy did look good. I mean, he looked like a good general that understood this defense, which is what we want. You know, we need that. It's exactly what we want. It's exactly what we yeah. want, right? And um, yeah, but but again, you know, I, I would say this, though. Um, you know, I think Davis still needs to prove himself. We'll probably see him play quite a bit. Yep. in in these in these uh, preseason games I, I i don't think he's gonna sit he'll he'll be out there for a quarter or two and we'll see what happens and as the the numbers continue to dwindle and moving into week one you'll probably see him out there as well too so that's kind of what i think yeah with um, michael davis and he he did he was very active out there uh third and 12 had a batted pass too yep. i felt like yep. he was still doing his thing and i felt like he did have a lot of like good solid experience showing being out there he kind of understood what to do how to tackle and everything too because i mean there's guys slipping and sliding and being in the wrong position to try to tackle somebody correctly and such too and yeah right right you, know, you can see the experienced guys know what they're doing and how to tackle somebody so um but either way you know these rookies still gotta learn and this is how they learn um, this is how they learn and so it's it's going to take time for them. I, I think I think it will be interesting to see who the first folks cut is going to be. Right. Uh, yeah. I, again, a lot of the players that we saw today most likely will get. You know, I mean, obviously it's the people that were out there that need need a look. Right. They need a look to go somewhere. I already think most of those cuts are probably already kind of figured out for the first, yeah. maybe first and second cuts. But right now, the coaching staff is giving them an opportunity to play and show what they can do, and and hopefully gets picked up somewhere else, yep. right? So, yep. um, let's switch to uh, special teams. We can wrap up there, guys. Maybe the next five minutes, have a discussion. If you have any questions, throw it in the chat now, um, and we'll go from there. But, um, man, J.K. Scott, what a weapon! You see the hang time on that, guys? And look, 
That is 90% of what you want from a punter. Yes, length is good, but punting the ball high is big, so your coverage can move all the way down and yep. and 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 cover them. And guys, I know Dean Leonard hit that dude early, right? Yeah. But holy smokes, I, I love that he hit that dude early, right? At the end of the day, um, you know, he tried to time it up. It didn't work out, but yep. it is what it is. He's showing aggressiveness and he's showing some risks. So, you know, we'll see. Yep. Rookie, rookie issues. Rookie issues, exactly. Man, and it's funny because I remember I was chatting with you on the phone when J.K. Scott had his first punt. I was like, this ball is hanging up in the air forever. Oh my gosh. Is he gonna hit the is he gonna hit the big uh the 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 big, Oculus big up there? The yeah, Oculus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that thing is amazing looking up there. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, like, that thing is way up there. It's like not yeah, coming down. Yeah. But that's a that's a weapon right there. What what does that do? Yep. That does basically it could kill the ability to return a ball on us at that point. Like wherever the ball lands basically is where you're going to stay. And as long as you have good enough coverage, guys that are going to be right in front of the guy that's catching it, he's either going to fair catch the ball or try to get a couple of yards because he's not going to get very far when you have five seconds to be able to get to this dude. Like, yep. a big weapon. And that's something that's very, very overlooked. And I, I'll say this with Coach Pickens coming in here and getting J.K. Scott over there. I mean, I think that's going to be a bigger weapon than we realize. So, Agreed. Agreed. And – um. And again, you know, we did go for it on fourth and what one Horvath looked really good on that on that play, which I thought yep. was great. Um, but you know, I will say this: I think I think we're probably not going to go for it as often as we were on fourth down. Our defense is way better that. this year. Yep. Um, and our and you know, and our special teams looks good. We we got a good we got a good puncher, man. That guy is big and 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 he's got a leg. Holy smokes! Long was so bad last year. I you know I like Long. I mean, you know, he was with us for a long time, but man, that guy just his wind up. Oh. You know, yeah. yeah. It just, I don't know, it struggled. It All right, so Kyle, yeah, it's tough to be able to have kind of like a longer stride, and I feel like it just didn't work ever with him. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, so Kyle, obviously, one of the other bull bros, he, he, by the way, he tried to, he called us, tried to hop on again. Sorry, guys, you know, James is using his cell phone. We're having all kinds of technical issues today, so, uh, it is what it is. Um, but, you know, Kyle tried to log on as well, too. And it's just there was there was no way it was going to work out. So, uh, yeah, Mike Davis, I think, is a good guy. I think he'll be fine. He'll be he'll be somewhere on the field for sure. But it will be interesting to see. I I, I almost like him in, in a safety type mode. You know, uh, I think that could be pretty good because he's a big guy. You know, he knows what he's doing. So um, yep. this 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 is a good question here. Um, oh, uh, interesting that we didn't have any. um I guess how many punts did we end up getting? Was that about three punts that we did the entire time? I think we had four punts. We had four, four punts. punts. Okay. Yep. It, it would be interesting to see what the hang time was on average. I, I would love to see what that is because what I was hearing out of camp, he was getting what five and a half, I think, is the average punt times that we were getting, which Man. is pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, that gives it's you plenty incredible. of time for guys to run down the field. So yeah, basically he had an average of about forty-four point five um yards um between his four punts, and then he had one in the twenty. Um, but obviously we could look and dig into that type of thing, but I felt like that ball was hanging up there forever. Like it was hanging forever and it was exciting to kind of see that. I feel like we haven't had that for a really long time. I don't know if it was Darren Bennett who used to have a big boot too Bennett. back in the day. And it was, was just it, was he from Australia back in the days. Yeah, 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 he was exactly. kicker, right? Yeah, he was like he was like the Aussie guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah put another shrimp on the barbie. No. <laughs> shrimp on the barbie. Let's get it, boys. 
<laughs> yeah, so I, you know, it's it's interesting to see. Like, it's good to be able to have that. I, I think J.K. Scott's going to be a great weapon for us. So, um, it's exciting to see. And and you know, shout out to Dustin Hopkins and uh, James McCourt. I mean, they both did hit their uh, extra points. So, yep. Uh, yep. congrats, because we all have seen that before, and that kicking game become a, an absolute nightmare. So, uh, oh my gosh, no good joke, to see right? That. Good to see that. Yeah. So. It, and uh, by the way, this that 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 play was kind of frustrating for me as well too. I was a little frustrated that we only had four people on the line on that one play specific. I remember that uh, yep. we lost contain. Man, it, that was that was kind of a frustrating. But I will say this too. Um, I know people keep talking about Asante Samuel. Asante Samuel is going to be fine, right? I think yep. you know uh, he he's going to be just fine, right? That guy has got beyond level talent, right? So. Look, he'll be fine. Again, remember, guys, this is preseason. This is letting a lot of the undirected free agents have a shot, go out there, show what they can do, hit a few people, hopefully get scooped up by somebody if we do cut them. And that's it. You know, that's kind of kind of the situation. So, Yep, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's these are guys just trying to make a job. And uh, right. this is a job right. interview basically being on field. You know, what you're on field. When the lights are bright and you're on TV, that's when you got to show your best. And so, Asante is a stud, and I'm I don't have any problem with him. He's gonna be he's gonna be a really solid cornerback for us, and you know he's our cornerback too, basically now. So, um, totally good. Yeah. And one thing, one thing, Kyle brings up here, the other bull pro that unfortunately cannot be here. You guys got to remember too, we're gonna run pretty base offense and defense, right? You're not running anything crazy. You're not doing a lot of stunts. You're going to run things pretty simple. You're not going to run things any very crazy at all. It's just going to be pretty basic, right? Yep. Man on man, are you going to break that tackle? Are you going to move forward or not? And that's it, guys, right? So don't think that they're going to be doing anything crazy up front or, or whatever. I mean, they could try it, but for the most part, it's base offense, base defense. Yep. Uh, half back left, half back right, dive right, dive left. I did like seeing a lot of eye formation. I thought that was pretty cool. Horvath looked pretty good out there as well. He, he picked up some nice blocks, I thought, too. So, yep. you know, I was pretty impressed with him as well, too. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I think this is good. Well, you know, guys, I, I, you know, like I said, I think this is one of those things. This is one of those days where we just we wanted to do more. And unfortunately, technology did not help us out in any way, shape or form. It was super frustrating for us, yeah. man. And, Very frustrating. you know, it, it was so funny, you know, Kyle and, and and James, we were talking about this the whole time, hopefully trying to get a little more going, but unfortunately it just, just did not cooperate with it. At least we got this out today. Um, we are going to do another, um, you know, kind of a, you know, a, a Chargers, Cowboys, um, you know, look ahead. Probably yep. on, on Tuesday or Wednesday we'll, we'll discuss amongst ourselves and we'll figure that out. But uh, as always, I'm Andrew. Join with my, my brother, James. And then Kyle's here as well, too. Yep. You know, we got his name up here. We got his name up here, uh, but we are the Bolt Bros. So uh, I'm excited, guys. And uh, all as always, bolt up uh, and don't punt. Get it, guys. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs>